7 o'clock. You know where your freedom is? Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide, uh, radio for humans. And, of course, uh, Mr. Joe Santors of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City, joining me as always. Ooh, I, I unmuted just in time. <laughs> ooh, yeah, ooh. <laughs> that was close. That yeah, was close. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, hi there. Hey. And uh, welcome back to Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the bubble uh, from an excellent little uh, New York road trip. You are back with us. Hello, Rain. I, I am. I am. I'm back, and I was told by many of our friends that we visited, suddenly my New York accent came back in full fucking force. <laughs> you should have brought it back with yeah. you. Oh yeah, give me a couple of give me a couple of minutes. <laughs> All right, we'll get you. I a heard d- I heard more fuck yous and you motherfuckers. Hey, fuck you! <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. I was like, oh, I feel like I'm among my people. Nice. You were. I was. You was. <laughs> yeah, I fucking was. I was among my people. Yeah, there you God go. Damn it. I was God there. We had go. a great weekend. Spent some, you know, spent. We stayed up in Harlem. Went over to Brooklyn, got some pizza. Some of that pizza wasn't that good. Oh, no. Went over to Little Italy. Went over to Little Italy. We went to the Mulberry Bar. And, Joe, you should probably know about the Mulberry Bar. <laughs> no. <laughs> really? No. My, my, uh. I thought you were a godfather aficionado. A uh, godfather? I am. Yeah. Well, there was a major scene film there in The Godfather 3. Is that where they filmed the uh, the uh, Michael Corleone? I, okay. Don't let him come out of the bathroom. Uh, it could. What yeah. is his dick yeah. in his hands? Yeah, that could I'm be. That's smart. <laughs> but they also they also filmed a scene from Donnie Darko. Um, mm-hmm. They filmed they filmed um, a movie that uh, uh, Frank Sinatra was in. Hello, Wildcats. <laughs> Yeah, I, re- yeah. I remember kind of Hello Wildcats. Hello Wildcats. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. It's a place that we found a couple of years ago that we just fell in love with because it's small. It's got a really nice bar. It's kind of divey. And then when you go to say hi, I'd like to see your menu. Then they give you the menu of all the movies and TV shows that have been filmed there. Well, there yeah, you go. I think that's the bar where he, he shot the uh, police commissioner in I the could- throat. Oh wow! Mm. Yeah, while he was cho- while he was while he was swallowing spaghetti. <laughs> oh, it was quite a scene. That's interesting wow. to see somebody coughing up spaghetti through their bullet hole. 
<laughs> oh, that's but yeah. yeah. We we had a really we had a really good time. We had a really good time in the city, and um, I, I did miss you guys on Friday, but it was also kind of nice to be away from you guys on Friday. That's quite all right. Well, we had a wonderful yeah, right. time with uh, with Miles and Michelle, and uh, played yeah. some really cool games. Yeah. And Michelle was our victory. Cool game. <laughs> yes, she was. By far. Uh, so, well, I'll tell you what. Speaking of playing games, the Trump administration, folks. Dear God, these people. <clears throat> yeah. Um, uh, well, let, let's get to... Um, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely... Oh, my God. Kushner. All right. Here's a the clip. Kush. Here's a clip from... Uh, I'm not going to tell you what he did. I'm going to let Shepard Smith tell you what uh, what the little shit weasel did today uh, at, at a, I think, a Time Magazine event or something. Yes, that was today. Yeah. So uh, this Time is... Time 100. Yeah. And um, I'm telling you what. Oh, this little shit weasel. I, oh, my God. Earlier today, President Trump's son-in-law and senior advisor at the White House claim the Russia investigation has been more damaging to the United States than Putin's meddling in the 2016 election. Yeah, you heard that right. You heard that right. Kushner said that the investigation into Russia meddling was worse than the Russia meddling. And wait till you hear the fucking lie that he tells to dismiss the impact of what Russia did to us and foisted him and his big fat daddy-in-law and all the other fucking criminals that are in there right now. Listen to his goddamned excuses, and Shepard Smith just annihilates him. Thank you again, Shep Smith, for ruining this, the safe space for uh, Fox News or uh, for uh, for Trump cultist cucks over on Fox News. Fox News. Fox News. <laughs> uh, but yeah, l- listen. Meet the fuckers. Jared Kushner speaking publicly for the first time since the special counsel Robert Mueller's redacted final report came out last week. Jared Kushner says. He thought the whole thing was kind of nonsense. That's a quote. Here's what he said today during the Time 100 summit. You look at, you know, what Russia did, you know, buying some Facebook ads to try to sow dissent and do it, and it's a terrible thing. But uh, I think the investigations and, and all of the, the speculation that's happened for the last two years has had a much uh, harsher impact on our democracy than a couple of Facebook ads. Jared Kushner's diminishment of Russian interference is both disingenuous and deceptive. The attack on our democracy involved much more than the purchase of a few Facebook ads. From the Mueller report, we now know Russians made contact with multiple members of the Trump campaign, including Jared Kushner, attempting to change American policies and promote Russian objectives. They repeatedly received campaign polling data from a member of the Trump team, they discussed possible business deals, policy goals, and getting dirt on Hillary Clinton with the now president's son and others. They conducted cyber espionage, stealing emails and distributing them to help candidate Trump and hurt Trump's opponent. They sent Russian operatives to America in person to learn the landscape and generally sow division in America. They broke into state and local election computers. They invaded our nation in both the cyber and physical worlds. The United States indicted 26 Russian nationals and three Russian companies, and the Mueller report makes crystal clear 
and all U.S. intelligence agencies concur, the Russians are still trying to damage our nation, interfere in our affairs, and influence our election. Special counsel prosecutors interviewed Jared Kushner for his contacts with the Russians, including the infamous Trump Tower meeting in 2016 with Donald Trump Jr. and the president's former campaign chairman, Paul Manafort. Mueller wrote that while there is evidence of communications between the Trump campaign and Moscow, there was no coordination. But on the matter of Russian interference, the Facebook ads Jared Kushner referenced were but a sliver of Russia's attack on America. Amen. Amen. So uh, democracy hurt our democracy, not Russia. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Democracy was democracy was really harmful to our democracy. <laughs> well, democracy was really harmful to the fact that um, there was an investigation into the Trump campaign. Yes, I, and I'm quite serious about that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's that's kind of what I'm kind of what I'm saying from uh, I'm putting uh, uh, saying it from. Ass boy, butt boy's perspective. I know, I know. Butthole boy. I I can't believe he said that. This is, that is so messed up to me. Just a couple of Facebook ads. Again, I will find it. I will put it in the chat. There is an amazing video that has been out there on Facebook for years about how um, Cambridge Analytica made it really clear that they were using Facebook. To manipulate people. In one tiny... And this is... That's one small fraction of what they were doing. Yes. Yeah, it is one small fraction. But it was pretty interesting because, you know, we know a lot more about Cambridge Analytica at this point. Oh, yeah. They probably... You know, the Mercers and all this stuff. But Cambridge Analytica said, we go to Facebook. and, And they actually said in this video, we have people from Facebook here in our offices. Mm hmm to to help us target yeah well and so if there's a family over here that is kind of we're not sure who we're going to vote for we're going to create ads to change their minds he literally said he dismissed the whole thing as russia bought a couple facebook ads and that's terrible but this investigation our democracy was really hurt by democracy yeah that part is fucked up the fact that he's totally ignoring the fact that, oh, my God. Okay, I, I really, I really need. I had such a nice weekend. Mm-hmm. But and then I, uh, we pulled you back in. Well, yes. And it's <laughs> yep. fine. It's fine. You pulled me back in. But I have not read the Mueller report yet. I don't know if you guys had. I hear there's two parts out so far. There's volume one and two. Volume yeah. one is the collusion part. Well, they don't say collusion. Sorry, the conspiracy, and volume two is the uh, is the uh, uh, obstruction. Yeah, I haven't read them yet. Well, actually, I'm volume not two. Lie about that. They're, they're, they're no all, spoilers. No spoilers. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, the uh, well, it's long. I'm not even through it yet. But uh, but I read the summaries first, which should have Wait, been released. The sum the summaries were released. Yeah, redacted. Sure. Yeah, okay. everything's there. Yeah, there's a there's an executive summary for each section. Redact. Okay. I, I have not read it yet. I've been listening to people who I trust in the media, and what I'm hearing is that, uh, um, how do I put this? Fuck Bob Barr. Did you 
did you read either Fear uh, or the other book that came out? No, uh, no. I, well, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, I don't is, read those books. I don't read those books because I okay. want I want the original source. I, let I me let me say that. Sense. Let me just say that uh, the two books I did read, the Mueller report. It's five times better. <laughs> really? Oh, so you yeah. read Fear and which was Fire, was and, fear and, and, fire, fire and, fury. and Fury. Fire and Fury. Right. Fear was the better one. Uh, okay. So Fire and fury, fury was based too much on uh, speculation, would you say, or a lot of hearsay. But mm. Fear was really well documented. I mean, he he did a great job. Uh, I mean, he's a obviously you know. Watergate well, I admire you for and, and, <clears throat> right. Yeah, I'm glad you're reading the the report because I haven't had but, time. But if you, if you well, <clears throat> the hell I have nothing else to do anyway. <laughs> but no, really, I mean the summaries. If you just look at the executive summaries, um, they give you a gist of of what's in there. But you know what? Even if you read it, there's people, you know, analysts on television. You you hear them rain, uh, and can they're rereading it, and every time they reread. Yes, it's like watching. You know, like when you watch a great movie and then you watch it again and again and again. And you say, yes. "I missed that the first time." I missed that. Second. That's the, what the I'm. Stuff that's, is stuff the, is coming up. The second and third read, and these people yes. are saying the fourth read. They're finding they, they say the more you dig into this, the worse it gets. Yeah, quite honestly, that's the feeling I'm getting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it really is the feeling I'm getting, and um, yeah, I I will read the report. Yeah. Because I went to go see Pretty Art. It, it's a long, it's it's long, yeah. and a lot of it is boring. A lot of it is legalese. Sure. A lot of it is. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I like reading legalese, though. I do. Yeah, I don't. Well, well but, uh, but that's not the interesting part. The interesting parts huh. are the parts where he obstructed justice, and and the. the I mean, I mean, I'll tell you, the, the overall picture is one of incompetence and weakness, which is something we knew, right? Well, yes, sure. but in such detail. Yeah, but not in the detail that it gives it. And, and not, not the authority it gives it because there's firsthand information there. There's witness. I mean, first of all, McGann is, is like, like the John Dean of, of this whole episode so far. So, well, he needs to come before Congress. Well, and he's not, 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 in the fa- not in the sense that he wants to come clean like John Dean did, but in the sense that he was the most destructive and the most the, – the implicating of all all the things that are in that report mm. the McGann parts are by far the most politically destructive and, and, and legally destructive wasn't McGann the one who gave like almost two weeks of testimony they say 30 hours but they they claim now oh, that it was okay. way, more, way more than 30 hours they were surprised he gave that much but now they're saying no Based on this report, he was there a lot longer and gave them a lot more information. Uh, he is the overriding. He's the overriding character in this whole thing. Okay. Okay. Um, I have another clip on uh, based on uh, another response clip uh, uh, about what Jared Kushner said. If you guys want want to hear it, so here's the uh, oh. next one. Yeah, Senator, I want to hear, hear what Jared Senator Kirsten. 
Kirsten Gillibrand, Democrat, New York. Oh, my God. He, he clearly hasn't read the report himself. Uh, but what he said is an outrage uh, for him to make of a foreign adversary purposely trying to undermine our elections is untenable. And I am gravely concerned that this administration continues to not take this seriously. Uh, and those statements are highly inappropriate. Yeah. A couple Facebook ads. That's all it yeah. was. That's all that's all the, the, the Mueller report said. It just you open it up and said Russia bought a couple Facebook ads, the end. <laughs> yeah, and that's why that's why Zuckerberg is coming before Congress. How many times in the past two years? Yeah. I, I mean he's really he really is acting like I'm I know we're not here to talk about Facebook, but he's acting like, oh, somebody bought some ads from Facebook. Well, if that's true, then Zuckerberg wouldn't be in trouble, and he's in trouble. Yeah. So. Oh it's God, a, yeah. Jared. Oh, can I just say one more thing? Jared Kushner needs to get a little more sun. He needs to stop that, doing that, that little growl thing too. He he looks so translucent. I'm waiting for little fangs to come out. Yeah, I I mean, well. I wouldn't shame him too much because uh, you can see like every vein in my body right now. So, <laughs> no, Ken, I've met you. No, um, Kushner, translucent. Yeah, well, you know, apparently he doesn't like the Mar-a-Lago. You know, maybe he wraps himself like in a in a clan hood in sheet, you know, and goes down there. Um, I can't believe he said a couple of Facebook ads. Come on, that's all it was. That's all it was. Just two Facebook ads. Maybe even if maybe one. Time one hundred, the Time one hundred gala. Everybody there is like, dude. We all know that you're just yeah trying to spread spread manure. I wish the the guy who was interviewing would have said, well, it was a little bit more than a couple Facebook ads. Was he? You know. Wait, was he being interviewed? Because yeah, it was a little sit down, sitting down in a chair right across from somebody. Okay, okay, it might have been a close up. Might have been a close up, but you know, multi cameras. But no, he was sitting right across. You know, that little informal conversation thing they do at these things. Um, I don't know who the host was, uh, or who the interviewer was for his portion. But yeah, Eric Prince. Really. No, I'm just making that up. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, but yeah, so so this is, this is uh, again, it's just a game to them. They don't really care about the country. They, you know, and, you know, it, and it's like, okay, I get it. I get it. You guys hate America and love Russia. Okay. Move on. Uh, you know, because that's what it was. It, it's basically, it, you know, America was a greater harm to my fat daddy-in-law than Russia was. Uh. Russia helped fat daddy. America hurt fat daddy. Yeah. Democracy did. Democracy. Yes. Our our fucking legal system that had every every right and obligation to investigate all of this. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. uh, yes, with an independent council, but you know, uh, the, the, but this is that's how things work. When you have somebody controlling, when you have Trump controlling the justice system, what do you need? You need an outside council. It's it's kind of creepy and um 
when I say creepy, I mean a little disturbing and somewhat scary that you have somebody like Jared Kushner saying that uh, this investigation hurts hurts us more than our... How do you put it again? Um, he said uh, the the investigation hurts Amer- hurt our democracy more than what Russia did. It, and, and, you know, I'm yeah. paraphrasing. But, That's you know... really disturbing. And then said, it's Russia bought really a couple bothersome. Facebook ads. And that's horrible, but the investigation it's, was much it, more harmful. Yeah, that's that's really, really disturbing because... It's a daddy-in-law. What we have right now, what, what's happening, in, and I can't... I don't have it at the top of my head, but there's been some other rumblings. I think from um, one of the guys who've been nominated by the, the Fed for, for the Fed Reserve basically said capitalism is more important than democracy oh yeah and, i heard and, something about that and too. you know this idea that investigating possible malfeasance hurts democracy and we should ignore what russia did the thing is is that what russia did let's go back let's go back to the very beginning and i and when i say this i'm not going to talk about from the very beginning but the very beginning was we had every single one of our intelligence agencies, all 17 of them, said that Russia interfered with our election. This is the biggest part of this. To me, this is huge. And and everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people are trying to ignore it. And it's turning into a cult of personality. So Kushner says, oh, we should ignore that. Because people are really upset that my father-in-law got elected, and then on the other, you know, and then the the GOP is saying, "Oh, everybody on the left is pissed off because Hillary didn't get elected." I'm kind of pissed off because Russia interfered with our elections, and I am still convinced. I haven't read the Mueller report, Mueller report, but I am still convinced that they turned the tide and they made sure that Donald Trump was elected. Mm-hmm. Well, what they're, what Kushner and the other uh, mouthpieces of the administration, you know, uh, other people more so than Kushner, but this was one hell of a thing for him to say, See, considering he doesn't say much for him to come out and say this because he just gave a talking point to everybody in the Trump cult uh, to say, Oh, they Russia just bought a couple Facebook ads, but Hillary's emails, you know, because um, uh, yeah. I'm hearing people bring those up again. I mean, Hannity keeps talking about Hillary's emails, and it's like, really? You haven't even read the Mueller report, and you want to talk about Hillary's emails, you dumb slant head jerk? Um, and and then we have the the uh, the I mean, very dangerous lies coming out. Uh, not just this one because. You know, this is dangerous because it's emboldening Russia. You are helping our enemies. You are saying Russia yep. is is not a threat. Our democracy is a threat. That's what you're saying. You're saying your our democracy is a threat to your fat daddy. And now, now this this is the other kind of lies that are coming out that that have been coming out. This is no surprise to anybody. Um Fox and Friends had on uh, Sarah Hickabilly Slanders. Um, yes, she's back. She was at the the Easter egg roll. I think I saw her dis, uh, um, disconnect her jaw and swallow a few eggs whole in the shell. 
Um, some, some peeps. Some of the some of the some of the smaller children. Yeah, smaller oh. children, rabbits, peep, chip, chicks, um, and baby ducks. Uh, and and yeah, so she said, uh, th- this is okay. So, um, April Ryan rightly pointed out how horrible uh Huckabee Sanders is and and how much she's been lying and how somebody like that should be fired but there's nobody to fire a li- liars because they're all liars yeah. and lying is is a virtue to them so listen to this i mean so she's get, she gets called out as a liar by April Ryan and then what does she proceed to do she lies about what April Ryan said it, it, this is so infuriating and dangerous yeah. because April Ryan, being a woman of color, um, she is very vulnerable. And the otherism that goes on in this, the implication from this, well, I'll, I'll uh, talk about that in a minute because the clip's a minute long. But listen to this. Sarah, on Friday, uh, April Ryan from CNN actually kind of mentioned you. We're going to play that soundbite and get, get your reaction. <laughs> The American people can't trust her. They can't trust what's said from the president's mouthpiece, spokesperson from the people's house. Therefore, she should be let go. She should be fired. When there is a lack of credibility there, you have to start and start lopping the heads off. So she was talking about how you have lied to the press, and then later it's time to you know start firing people. We have. Even Steve Ducey isn't dumb enough to think start lopping off heads means anything other than firing people. Continue. That You're was on about Ducey? That's Steve Ducey, yeah. So continue. An hour ago, he was steamed. Curious about your reaction. Look, I've had reporters say a lot of things about me. Uh, they've said I should be choked. They said I should deserve a lifetime of harassment, but certainly never had somebody say that I should be decapitated. This uh, takes us to a new low, even for the liberal media. I, I think it just once again proves why this journalist isn't taken seriously. Okay, are you talking about yourself, about new lows and being taken seriously? Because you just oh sa- said God. that April Ryan called for your decapitation. Which she never fucking did. If you don't know what lopping off heads means, that means it, it, it literally does not mean, in the colloquial, colloquial sense, to chop off people's heads and kill them. It does not mean that. She said it after saying you need to hold people accountable and you need to fire them. But we have nobody accountable. And, and that lie that she made there about April Ryan, a woman of color, is it to me it dangerous because that's painting her as a murderous criminal potentially trying to draw parallels between her and a terrorist yeah and all and and again the talking point that she just gave the trump cult is april ryan wants to cut off a white woman's head yeah <sighs> You know what irritates the hell out Well, there's a lot of things that irritate the hell out of me. The fact that Sarah Sanders was able to say that when her boss says things that are far more incendiant. Incendiant? Incendiary. Okay. Thank you. On Twitter. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, and and then you know, Sarah Sanders is never called into account for the things that her boss says. Instead, they roll out Kellyanne Conway to be like, "Oh, you're too stupid to understand. This was subtle." Yeah. So they can be subtle, and they can be they can be all those things. But God forbid somebody says something like what April Ryan said when any freaking living human being knew she wasn't talking about trying to decapitate Sarah Sanders. Yeah. God damn it. These people are just fucking propagandists. And they're dangerous ones. They really are dangerous ones. They're like propagandists on on fucking Hitler level. Yeah. It's like saying, you know what? I'm going to go have a, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go interview Sarah Huckabee Sanders and I'm not going to pull any punches. So, what what Sarah Huckabee Sanders would say is I threatened to beat her to death. Yes. Yes. You know? Um or if I said, you know, there's right, no so ma- there's said, Wait, yeah, you there- pulled a punch and I winced because you might have punched me. Yeah. <laughs> Or, 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 you know, oh, there's no magic bullet to solve the lying that's coming out of the White House. You know, oh, well, now he's saying he's going to use a witchcraft gun against us. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's, you it's take so it, disingenuous. This is the, I feel like we're on like 14 year old level of, of twisting the truth. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, uh, but Joe, give us your thoughts on this before we go to the break. I am so sick and tired of these freaks that are in the White House. The whole bunch of them. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's really appalling. After this report came out, after all we knew to begin with, and all the detail this report gives you, it's just appalling that these freaks are running our country. I mean, it really. is. Yeah. So... Do you think that the report makes them look even more freakish than we already thought? Yes. Because we've been following this so deeply and uh-huh. so not, in the not, weeds. Not like this. Okay. Well, not like this. Well, we're gonna we're gonna run to the break right now because I want to talk about some. I want to talk about some of the never Trumpers that have fallen into the cult, and some uh, and more dangerous rhetoric that's going on right now. Um, and, uh, in, in misplaced, it, it, no, not misplaced, intentionally distracting from what the real dangers in our society are and, and pointing away from the real indecency in our society and just making things up, just making things up, giving talking points to the low info Trump cult crowd and, and ramping up to, to make this like. You know, a very dangerous society for a lot of us. Not me. I'm not worried about me. Uh, people like April Ryan, I'm scared to death for her now. Because she just got called, you know, uh, essentially a terrorist by, you know, because, I mean, who, you know, usually ISIS and people like that. Those are the people who chop people's heads off. She yeah. said that that's yeah. what April Ryan wanted to do to her. And that that's... You know, but there's there's more dangerous shit going on, uh, rhetoric and and lies going on about our society right now, and that's just the tip of the tip of the iceberg right there, uh, tip of the lieberg. Uh, so anyway, we're gonna go ahead and go to the break, and uh, in the spirit of magic bullets, ghost gun live coming up here. Uh, so we'll be right back with more turn up the night right after this. 
Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com This is a song about a weapon that can kill spirits. It's called Ghost Gun. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are... From the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. You are listening to Indie Media Weekly. 
I am Michelle Lagon. I am Miles Lagon. We both are co-hosts of Mike Check Radio, along with host Adam Heber. I'm a little bit D&D. I'm a little bit Star Wars. Together with Adam, we cover politics and most things in the nerd universe. Join us on Saturdays from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern here on Ending Media Weekly. All the power without the tower. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God! It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And of course, joining me as always on the program, a welcome back to Rain from Four Freedoms blog, Washington, D.C. Hello. Hi. Oh, sorry, I had a little yawn. It's not you, it's me. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> it, it was a long weekend. We did not get enough sleep, but. Well, you, you hopefully you can make up for it this week. And, uh, of course, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City, uh, owner-operator Joe's Clown Car Garage for the Tim, uh, subsidiary of Tim's Cor- the Tim Carmel Show. Yes, and uh, it's my understanding that uh, Thursday you're going to get a little travelogue of the Electric City uh, in Joe Biden's announcement. Oh! Well, He's been here filming himself. Oh, interesting. Yes. Look so it looks like the rollout... The rollout film is going to be partially centered on his Scranton roots. Very cool. So, um, all right. Uh, I, I know this is this is a. I, I I didn't expect to be able to string the show together as well as I did today because I, I didn't have a lot of time to put together audio. But I think with this this thread, this little common thread of deceit and lies about what's going on in our country it's it's going beyond the realm of propaganda now it's uh it, it is a, a a a decided disinformation campaign to deceive people who are too dumb to figure things out on their own right and mr chalkboard himself is back at it everybody glenn beck and um, you remember when uh, Obama was president, right? Everybody remembers that when when we had our last human president. Oh, well, good times. Yeah, good times. Well, it was you know the Weimar Republic. This is exactly how it went down in Nazi Germany. You know, um, well, I think I need my faulty towers dropped for this. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, this is well. Let me tell you. Well, let me tell you something. This is exactly how Nazi Germany started. Layabouts with nothing better to do than to cause trouble. Yeah, a bunch of layabouts with nothing better to do than cause trouble. Uh, That's it. Yeah. So, um, so Glenn Beck uh, had noted idiot Dennis Prager on his show. The one of the, uh, the the Jew for Jesus guy. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if he's technically a part of the Jews for Jesus group crowd, but he he essentially says, yeah, he's he's a Jew for Jesus here, which makes so much sense. Let me tell you, folks. Um, 
uh, and uh, this is they had a discussion of how Nazism suddenly we're having Nazi leanings in this country, and I'll tell you what. It's not the things that we've already discussed on this show that they're talking about. Yeah, listen to this fucking nonsense. Um, We saw this before, and this is what concerns me. Um, We we saw this before when Nietzsche said, you know, God is dead. He was really pretty much warning the German people, what what is it you're going to replace God with? Uh, Germans, because look out, you will replace uh, reason and knowledge with something, and they lost... Uh, they, they replaced God with a white God. They replaced the Middle Eastern God with a white God. That's what they did. Mm-hmm. The positive Christianity movement. They fooled all the Catholics and all the Protestants and every, everybody to adopt, uh, you know, many of them to adopt the Jesus of the positive Christianity movement. So, Jesus never left and he's your god, Glenn Beck, right? Father and the son are one. They they just adapted with the times to make their god racist like they were. It's their faith, they lost their region, uh, reason, and the Germans replaced it with pseudoscience and folklore and legend. And look what that produced in Germany. And Positive we're seeing the seeds of this everywhere, what? and yet we are refusing to look at it. Look, please, if you if it's okay, I, it's odd for an author to tell his host to, to read something, but I didn't write it. It's okay. in my column. Yes. 100 years before Hitler, the greatest German poet who ever lived, Heinrich Heine, a Jew, wrote what's going to happen to Germany if if they stop being Christian. Christianity and... years uh, um, oh my god. Is this yes. Uh, Christianity and its greatest merit has somewhat mitigated that brutal German love of war, but could not destroy it. Should the subduing talisman, the cross, be shattered, the frenzied madness of ancient warriors, the insane berserk rage of which Nordic bards had spoken and sung of us so often, will once more burst into flame. I mean, that's pretty clear yeah clear as well, mud he he understood what this jew understands with all its flaws the cross is is it's like we have a thin blue line in our in our cities between chaos yes. and and, and yes. order the cross is 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 the thin uh whatever the color wood is it is the thin wood line between wood. chaos and order wood in the west wood what what I mean generally Dennis Prager wood is brown or tan along those lines you know various shades of whatever the color of wood is okay so what they're saying here is um uh let me see what's the word bullshit bullshit okay because the warring factions in you know the the warriors the old german warriors they never went away they weren't some kind of little peaceful utopia i mean look at where we are now okay glenn beck was cheerleading for us to go into iraq a country that didn't attack us on 9-11 he was out there with fucking bullhorns calling anybody who spoke out against bush going into iraq traitors yes and Uh now but but that no 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 but but he's a godly man he's a he's a Mormon now 
He's a very godly man. Yeah. And Dennis Prager, the Jew, knows how good it is. You got to have the thin blue line or the thin thin wood line of the cross to keep people from stepping out of line, or else you know, uh, dogs and cats sleeping together. You know, I mean, pandemonium. I, I mean, nice Ghostbusters reference. Yeah, thanks. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, <sighs> I don't understand what they're even talking about. They're saying, I'm telling you, I'm yeah, trying I, to understand. It doesn't make sense. The, Glenn Beck is still a Mormon. Yeah, he still is. And Dennis Prager is still a Jew. And anybody else out there who still wants to be of whatever faith they are in this country, unless they're a Muslim, they're pretty safe, you know, to, to practice their faith. Um, now, now, okay, so... Yeah, they're safe to practice their faith, but at a certain point, what are you preaching? Well, they're they're saying your faith. They're saying that we're going to become a bunch of Nazis if we don't all go back to worshiping Jesus, or not. I mean, should. Uh, but then again, Dennis Prager doesn't believe in Jesus, but he's telling everybody else to believe does, in Jesus. Neither does Glenn Beck if he's a Mormon. Oh uh, yeah, uh, well yeah, that because that's that that whole Mormon faith. Yeah, I. Um, I don't like this any of it. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no. you, but this is why I'm really confused. Well, so we're supposed to believe in Jesus from a, a Jewish person and a Mormon yes. person? Yes, exactly. So so we're all supposed to, you know, we got to get the cross back in our lives, folks. Don't you know? Okay, so now, now this is... Dennis Prager has a special place in my heart for infuriating me for the dumbest arguments about good and evil and morality and that you cannot have good evil or morality without god okay and what what he that's part of this argument here and he's been making this argument for a long time i want to play you this and i'm going to tell you and i'm going to i'm going to tell you going to tell you something dennis prager um <laughs> Listen, listen to this. This is two minutes of, of a video that he put out about how you cannot be moral, how you cannot determine if there is good or evil without the, the, the Abrahamic God. Do you believe that good and evil exist? The answer to this question separates Judeo-Christian values from secular values. Let me offer the clearest possible example. Murder. Is murder wrong? Is it evil? Nearly everyone would answer yes, but now I will pose a much harder question. How do you know? I'm sure you think murder is wrong, hmm. but how do you know? What? If I asked you how you know that the Earth is round, you would show me photographs from outer space or offer me measurable data. But what photographs could you show? What measurements could you provide that prove that murder or rape or theft is wrong. The fact is, you can't. There are scientific facts, but without God, there are no moral facts. In a secular world, there can only be opinions about morality. They may be personal uh. opinions. Okay, I'm going to stop it there. That's enough. We need to stop right there. So in a secular world, there can only be moral opinions, all right? Well, yeah, I'm sorry. I, you have no. <laughs> you have a moral opinion because your God said so, and then in your opinion, you agree with that God. Okay, so I'm gonna lay out a scenario, a couple scenarios for you guys, and I want you to uh, uh, 
Just bear with me for a second here. Um, I witnessed uh, a female being attacked by a male sexually, aggressively. And another male saw this happening and chased off the attacking male and kept the female from being harmed. Okay? Another scenario. I saw a male eating uh, his lunch. Another male came up and took his lunch, and the male who was eating got pissed off that his, his food was being stolen, okay? And thought it was wrong and fought back, all right? Another scenario. There's a community that is rife with murder and rape the greatest uh, 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 the the most murderous murdery rapist uh horrible community out there you could ever find all right now i'm going to back it up and tell you the reason i use male and female is cuz i never use that to address men and women i use that for animals okay the female that i saw being attacked by a male was a cat and a male cat chased the attacker away. Did that male cat that chased the attacker away need God or Jesus or morality to know that that, that, that other cat, the female cat being raped was wrong? I'm going to go with no. The other, the two males, the male that was eating his lunch and that was uh, having his lunch stolen, those were dogs. The dog didn't want its food taken away by the other dog. And he fought back. Did that dog need the Ten Commandments to know that, you know, stealing is wrong? Or covetousness? I'm going to go with no. No. The last community is uh, prairie dogs. Prairie dogs have the highest murder rate of uh, just about any mammal on the face of the planet. All right? They rape, they murder, they're horrible. They're horrible creatures. So, I don't know what you would call it. It's homicide amongst prairie dogs, right? Do those prairie dogs worship the devil? Are those prairie dogs, you know, I mean, are they doing this because, you know, they're saying that, well, I don't know if murder is good or evil, but I'm going to do it, you know? <laughs> so, so the reason I'm using this is because their morality develops through society. Why is the murder rate so low in the cat community? Why is there virtually no murder rate with cows? <laughs> you know, I mean, there's something called survival. There's something called, you know, if that's uh, it, you know, you say, if I fuck with them, somebody might fuck with me. You know, there, there's, you know, you don't need God for morality. You don't need God for good or evil. Good and evil are very nebulous terms. You know, I mean, you can say, you know, some, some fundamentalist, you know, Christian out there, some evangelical will say, if you're gay, that's evil. But they'll say, but you know what? I, I totally agree. We should have gone into Iraq and burned a bunch of children to death. That, you know, because, you know. God put George W. Bush in the White House, and that's that's good. But being gay is evil. So yeah, that's the problem with, with with to me that's the problem with evangelical religion. 
Yeah. And and I'm, I, I, I sincerely mean this because I've said this on this show. I don't know if I'm religious. I don't know if I believe. I'm kind of agnostic. I like spirituality. I like all this stuff. But this idea where... <clears throat> Somebody from the church is is the one who decides what is moral and what is amoral is a problem. And and going back to what Beck and and Prager, right? It was Prager yeah. talking about. Those two dudes decided to make themselves like I'm gonna put myself up on a pedestal. I'm yeah. gonna decide what is what is important and what is not. And I have a problem with that. Well, I have I, a big problem with that. I, so, so now my question to those guys would be: Are cats less evil than humans? Because cats don't murder one another. Not like we do. The murder rate amongst humans is far greater than the murder rate against uh, uh, you know against you know the, I, the I feline think, community. I, I the feline think that those community. those evil mother fuckers would probably say well if they would only listen to us less people would be murdered they would use that as an as an ability you know as a way to just take advantage of other people and i don't i don't buy that argument but i suspect that that would be the argument that they would use if only you followed mormonism or judaism or catholicism evangelical mm-hmm. catholicism then you know human beings would be less murderous which clearly the facts out there that doesn't match up because we got a lot of murders in this country. Yeah. And not and, only and, that. And a lot of those guys, and I'm speaking of men who murder, a lot of those people who are men, there's a lot of them out there who say, yes, I am a, I'm a Christian. Oh, the incarceration rate in this country? Um, if you look at the amount of atheists or non-religious affiliated in prisons, it's like in single digits. Yeah, it's it's you know I think eighty yeah, percent Christian. I'm not here to slam. I'm no. not here to slam Christianity. Uh, what I no what I'm no 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 no. I'm all I'm saying. About. All I'm saying is using their their judgment. There yes is that yes. they're saying the less God, the more evil. Then why are the prisons stacked with Christians? And of course, their argument will be, well, they didn't find God until they killed somebody and went to prison. Bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. Bullshit. A lot of that's not true. They're they're actually using Christianity and whatever religion they have yeah. to try to get more political power. Yeah. I mean, let's I wanna, just call a spade for what it is. And Joe, I want to bring you in here too because I mean they they, they want to say okay, well you know the the seeds of Nazism. You know uh, we're you know look they said if God goes away in Germany then they're going to be like you know start becoming the evil warrior race they once were. It, well, what, how do you explain the NRA in this country? Those guys are both NRA supporters. They want oh, everybody to be sorry. armed armed and dangerous and warrior-like. I like to flip the coin here a minute. Sure. And indicate several times when um, God, when God was present, there was terrible murders. Genocide. Terrible genocide. God drowned every every baby and pregnant woman on this planet at one point, save one family. How about the Crusades? Sure. How about the Spanish Inquisition? Yeah. Well, okay. So, in the name of God, mm-hmm. how many horrible things have been done? 
Well, and, in the name of God. That's the thing. They justify it, and I don't want to insult any any of my Christian or Jewish brothers and sisters out there, but the God of the Old Testament was horrible. They, they, he set the precedent for for people to kill other people by saying, well, I deem these people as evil. There are cha- chapter and verse in the Bible. It says, these people are disrespecting me. I, you know, I really can't get down with it. Hey, you, my peeps, can you go and slaughter every woman, child, and man in this village for me? Because, you know, they're Canaanites. I mean, am I right? Canaanites? Terrible. You know, um, and, and again, he also, he did, according to, in Genesis, in Genesis, the God that is worshipped by the Abrahamic faiths drowned every human being on this planet except for one family in a big old fucking boat with animals two by two. And what did those babies that, you know, those babies that they love in the womb so much... What did those unborn babies, why didn't they get, you know, whisked out into a magical nursery in the sky and, you know, and then plopped back down? It seems like God could do that if he could create a huge amount of water that would cover the surface of the planet and then go away. Um, you know, so so that's my fundamental problem with, and I don't mean to be an asshole, and I feel like I'm getting back to my old atheist asshole ways, but when it comes to the God of the Bible, I have a real problem because that God committed genocide, and I will never, ever, ever, ever kneel for any being that committed global genocide. I don't disagree with that, but I don't think that... that Prager and and Beck were talking about the Old Testament, which bothers me even more. I mean, the Old Testament—it's that's just—it's gruesome. Well, it's and gruesome. I yeah, and I know Cat says that Cat. Cat. Well, hang, hang on one they're second. Trying to talk about yeah. Jesus. Some of some of it is some of them they are, but the the Ten Commandments are in the in the Old Testament, both sets. Plus all the Leviticus stuff that they like, right? Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Kat says that's why Jesus overturned the old law. Yes, they might have overturned the old law, but why the hell are they still printing Bibles with the Old Testament? Because I can't get to a New Testament without going through an Old Testament, for the most part. Yeah, there are just New Testament editions out there, but for the most part, the Bibles out there are Old Testament, New Testament, and then the apocryphal shit is pulled out. Okay, but are we talking about the Bible or are we talking about back end prayer? Well, I, well, no, I just yeah, we're talking about them. But yes, so they're they're saying yeah, you know, we're, we're God is leaving our society, and that's why there's more evil. That God is the same God in the Old Testament and the New Testament. It's not a different God. So the old laws might have changed, but the old God didn't. He was still the same guy. Okay. I mean, that would be blasphemy to say that God was a different thing and then became I, a different I kinda, thing. I got to tell you something, Kenny. I need to interrupt in this point. Okay. I, I don't want you to get tripped up in this because I know how you feel about atheism. And I know that you're an atheist. I'm not trying to diminish this. What these two motherfuckers are doing is exactly the response that you're giving them is exactly the response that they want. 
well, first of all, let's get back to their original premise. Because they're which bullshitting is that without, the truth. Which is without God, then there's no order. There's no morality without a God watching over us. In other words, what, you, what they're telling us is that the only way human beings could be civil to one another and control one's impulses mm-hmm. is if someone's watching over your shoulder to punish you. And promising divine reward. Right, right. Yes. Now, I take a more pantheistic view of, of spirituality. I don't believe in a God. I don't think there's a physical God. I believe in physics, okay? I believe in particles. I believe in the universe. So it's a more pantheistic approach. But in that approach, you know that if, if you follow physics, just science itself, life is precious, not because it's infused with a soul, but mm-hmm. because it's rare and unique. And it's a gift, and it's unique, and it's it's the universe. Be- I look at human beings as the universe, becoming aware of itself, of exploring itself. Okay, that's how I view it. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm. I view- we are God. Okay, because we are the universe, looking at itself. We are as is it. It's expression. It, religious people would say we're made in his, his, his likeness and image. Yeah, sure. Because we're made of particles. We're making atoms. And yeah. we are sentient. That's and we so are, much closer we, to deism. We, we became sentient. Okay? And now we could look at ourselves. We could explore what we are. Yeah. Okay? That's yeah. what makes us precious. Yeah. That's what makes order required. Because we have to have respect for what we are. And order existed before it, it, order existed before somebody decided to start writing Genesis. Well, order yes. exists in the universe. Yeah. Okay. Order exists in the universe. There are laws of physics. Okay. That govern everything that happens everywhere in, in the universe. Okay. So so order is there. Order is inherent in the yeah. universe. But, I don't need a physical being watching over me. To intimidate me to be good, mm-hmm. because I should be by my natural order. But anyway, but Rain, just to d- address what I was saying in a, in a nutshell, and Joe, I, I admire everything you said there. I, I believe something very similar to that. I believe that we're all part of something greater, but I do not have the brain that can comprehend exactly what that thing is. And all the explanations out there can't be demonstrated to me via science, so I don't believe in them. Um, and also the gods are a little messed up and what I'm my whole point for, for my tangent there rain was they're saying that without God, that there is going to be more evil and we will lead to Nazism. Right. My argument is the God that they're worshiping already practiced genocide multiple times. Genocide has been practiced in his name multiple times. Genocide has been practiced by, was practiced by Nazis who practiced uh, the twisted, um, version of the white Jesus, uh, you know, positive Christianity. What they are doing there is they are saying to people about people like you, me, Joe. If we don't believe the way they do, we're helping spread Nazism in this country. Right, that and is that's true. the dangerous disinformation that I'm talking about. And and we're going to have to go to the break, but I want to pick back up on this. But there's a very important study that came out. There are now as many people in this country 
that identify as non-religious as there are evangelicals. Oh. That's a powerful thing. And when they are on the run, they're going to be saying stuff like this, and they're going to start comparing us to Nazis. Not the actual Nazis who are already here, who are supporting this administration, who arguably are in this administration. But no, because Hitler was an atheist, we're all atheists, and if we if we remove God, then they're looking for a good reason to demonize, a, demonize people like us and potentially go to war with us. So yeah, that I can't disagree. We are we are at a dangerous precipice. So so again, this is all about dangerous, dangerous disinformation. It, it's gone beyond propaganda, and it's now creating an alternate reality of what's going on. And when we come back, I have a found a clip from 2017. I would like for people like Glenn Beck and Dennis Prager to hear about the guy in the White House that they used to hate and now all of a sudden seem to love. In all us uh, godless folks, all us non non Christians are all of a sudden the Nazis. So anyway, um, sorry I got so worked up, folks. But I, I think about this stuff a lot, and it it gets me gets me riled up. But anyway, we're gonna go ahead and run to the break. We'll be right back with more on this subject right after this. Friends, here's some exciting news. Everybody, I know you can believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. Stop smart! Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. Now you may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. And I will say to your listeners, in my lifetime, I have never seen a more 
biblical president than I have seen in Donald Trump. He has so impressed me with what he's done. And we haven't even talked about Israel, well, what he has done to, to advance Israel. We we're so getting he there. is highly biblical. And I would say to your listeners, we will in all likelihood never see a more godly biblical president again in our lifetimes. So we need to be not only praying for him, we need to support him, in my opinion, in every possible way that we can. Mm. Michelle Bachman just hijacked my show, folks. Um, uh, welcome back to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, the Tuesday edition of Broadcasting Live on IndieMediaWeekly.com Worldwide. Uh, Rain, the most godly biblical president. I, I, maybe I have a different understanding of godly and biblical because I'm pretty sure that... Adulterers I'm used not- to be stoned to death. Well, there's that, and I'm pretty sure that biblical does include grabbing them by the pussy. Oh, no, I'm sure there are certain parts of the Bible that would be perfectly fine with that, you know, unless you're unclean and unless you're unclean and on your period. I I think I think that one of the things that I want to make this really quick. When I hear stuff like that from Michelle Bachman and I hear stuff like that from Glenn Beck and Dennis Prager, I it pisses me off because that they're using religion for political gains. And that's where I really to me that's where rubber meets road. If somebody is religious and and they practice their faith and they're there doing their thing, I'm I'm fine with it. I might not believe it it in that respect. It's almost like politics, right? You're over there believing what you believe in. I'm over here believing in what I believe in. But when you s- turn around and take your religion and try to um, justify somebody the likes of Donald Trump saying he's the most biblical president that we've ever had. Hello, Michelle. Have you ever looked up a guy named Jimmy Carter? Sure. You know, I mean, if you want to, and, and again, when you would, and of course, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, welcome back to the show. Sorry, Joe. I'm um, sorry, Joe. Hey. There you go. <laughs> How'd you like that Another little Bachman about, drop? Another thing about Michelle Bachman mm-hmm. is that she has lifeless eyes, black eyes. Yes. Like a doll's and, eye. And I will say, I, I will say this about Michelle Bachman's husband. He is the most straight. He's gay. Most. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's another. That's okay, another opinion. So, sorry, Kenny. So I spoiled it for you. No, that's okay. Uh, I, 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 that worked well. But the thing is, is when Michelle Bachman says the things, the things that she says, she is totally ignoring a man called Jimmy Carter, who what? really lived his. He lives. I shouldn't say lived. He's still alive. He's still with us. He lives his faith. It, it's more fact, than this. It, it's more than just that, though, because the the it, it, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disparage disparage all Christians. I don't want to do that. I have a, a philosophical disagreement with worshiping a God that committed the acts that were documented. If if that being even if he existed, I would not worship him. If there was proof that he existed, I would not worship him because I think that what he did was immoral uh, in the Old Testament. Largely, um, are we are we conflicting it, 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 this but, particular God and the fact that people have faith? No, no, no. Uh, uh, well, no, I'm uh, no, no. Well, I'm not trying to. Uh, I'm just saying, if that is the God that you believe in, 
that did the things that he did, I do not, uh, I would never ever be able to, you know, anyway. Okay. I don't want to, I don't want to get into that. Well, what I'm saying is, is the big problem with people, uh, especially evangelicals, people like Michelle Bachman, I don't know what her, her thing is, is that their version of God and what is godly and what is biblical it, it just it changes every minute you know because you you know the things i mean imagine the things that people were saying about bill clinton about his infidelity you know we know what they said right yes he cannot yeah. possibly be you know he's he's a, he's you know he's a sinner he's a sinner god says he he does not like that that's not good he's unfit we should impeach him President Obama, he's a Muslim. He's not really a Christian, even though we constantly complain about that Christian minister because he said, God damn America. Oh, Jeremy Wright. You know, Jeremiah Wright, you know. Um, what, what's the what's the what's what's that type of church called? The, uh, the, the Black Liberation Theology. They hate that. Because God forbid blacks are liberated. <laughs> God forbid blacks craft their, forge their own way. Uh, you know, African-Americans forged their own way ahead in, in the religious landscape. That's just racist. You got to worship white Jesus that the Nazis made. Um, but that, that's my thing is, is it's, it's so fluid and so hypocritical in such very short spans of time that it's so frustrating to me that it even can get any kind of traction with our with our society and this is why people like this are there and they are creating more people like me people like them them created me i went to a christian school in rural ohio right they made me an atheist when i was 13 because we, we, you know, we study the Old Testament. I have my old workbook that I used to draw eye patches on all the uh, Bible guys in it and stuff. Give them a scar, put a gun in their hand. Um, you know, I, I mean, uh, uh, so by the age of 13, I was an atheist. I cannot handle this stuff. And, and, and a lot of other Americans can't either. And that's why there are just as many non-believers as there are evangelicals now. Because of people like Michelle Bachman. Because uh, there's no standard. There's no standard application. It can change. That's it can be really interpreted. It can you, you can take something from the Old Testament and then say, well, that's, you know, Jesus, you know, he, he said no, you know, he changed all the old laws. Except, well, but then there is something about gays in the Old Testament. So we don't want to lose that one. So let me see. I'll take one of those. I'll take one of those. Uh, infidelity? No, I think I'll leave that one there. Uh, shrimp? No, no, no. Uh, I'll take the shrimp. Um, you know, it, it's buffet Christianity. Buffet Christianity. Yeehaw! It's Golden Corral Christianity. Without a sneeze shield. Yeah, without a sneeze shield. It's but, all infected. Know, I, I do want to say this. And I told, I've said this time and time again, I don't know what I believe. I am not of any faith, but I just feel like it's a certain segment of, of Christianity that does this. And it might be a bigger segment than we want it to be, but it, it, I mean, come on. 
you don't you don't see the Methodists out there doing this. Well, no. You, and, what and, you see with the I, do you, have you heard what the, I'm plain devil's advocate? No, no. Hold on. Have you heard what's this. going on with the Meso- the Methodist Church now? Oh, good God! No. There's a civil war in the Methodist Church because half of them want to be nice to gay people, and the other half wants to be evil to gay people. Okay, I I got nothing then. So no, I'm saying, but you're right though. I mean, Methodist, Baptist. You, I mean, Baptist. It depends on the Baptist. Well, the Baptists, so again, many. going back to Jimmy Carter. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think in the end, when I hear the stuff that we've been playing tonight, I am really tired of people who consider themselves Christian using Christianity to, to oppress people that they want to be or want to pretend that they're better you know, it's like, oh, you're gay? Well, I'm better than you. We're going to use my church for it. Well, I'm, you know you're going that, to hell for that. You know you're going to hell for that, right? Well, I, I yeah, okay, fine. Well, no, I that's, that's, Damn, no, I'm that, bringing an ice machine. No, that's what I'm saying. That That's what they say to other people. I'm better than you because I'm not going to be burned and tortured for all of eternity. I'm going to be in a nice place with ice cream and puppies. You're going to be, have your skin flayed from your body and thrown into a pile of hot coals and then dragged through lemon juice and have your eyeballs plucked out by crows. You know, that's what they're saying. They're saying all this horrible shit. Oh my God, man, that horrible shit is happening to you, but not. Not me, not me. I. But you know what? Hey, you want to get tortured for all eternity? You go for it. I that's evil. I believe in hell. That's evil. But I, that's what they believe, and they want to try and intimidate you and scare you. When I was a kid in high school, I had a girl come up to me and found out I was an atheist when I was probably fifteen or sixteen. Came up, Jamie Hawkins. I remember her name. Jamie Hawkins came up to me and she said, "I heard you were an atheist." I said, "Yeah." Oh. She said, well, when you're burning in hell, why don't you come back and tell me what it feels like? <laughs> See, that, to me, that's that's kind of sad and funny, because if you're an atheist, you don't believe in hell. Uh, I said that to her. I said, um, you know, I don't believe in that either, right? <laughs> Walked away. <laughs> that's when it really... That, that's the kind of thing that makes that person question their beliefs. Yes. And, and if your again, faith is strong it's, enough... It's that imposing your beliefs on somebody else, where it, it's a problem. It's like the war on Christmas. It's like the fake war on Christmas. It, you know, oh, how, God, how dare you say happy holidays to me? My God just shrank three times. Really? <laughs> Did he? Did he? Because I want you to be happy during the holidays? Is not your Christmas a holy day? How about the Easter worshippers' tweets from Obama and Clinton that everybody freaked out about? Uh, the Sri Lankan Easter worshippers that were killed. Did you hear about this? No, I was in New York City. No, Joe, did you at art? No, it's okay. Joe. I understand. Huh? Joe, did you hear about the, the the tweets that Hillary Clinton and President Obama sent out condolences for all the Easter? Uh, I'm paraphrasing all the Easter worshippers that were killed in Sri Lanka on Sunday. What what do you, what do you think um, uh, conservatives found wrong with those statements? I don't know. They didn't call them Christians. They called them Easter worshippers. Oh, 
Because it happened oh. on Easter, the most important Easter. Christian holiday? Yeah, well, yeah. So, so do we have a whole it. bunch of Jewish Easter worshippers? What? I What? Yeah, because Sri Lanka is predominantly Buddhist with Muslims and Christians in there. And uh, I would think the only ones on, in Sri Lanka who are celebrating Easter were probably the Christians. I'm going to guess. Okay, I'm so. I'm going to go out on a limb there. Well, I mean, it, it, to me, to me, if you said, uh, uh, we want to send condolences to all the Christian Easter worshipers, to me, that's redundant. You say Easter you know worshippers because it happened on Easter. In our local newspaper on Sunday, they have pictures of people uh, on Easter Sunday going to church, okay, at various churches around the area. And inevitably, the headline is Easter worshippers or East, Easter Sunday churchgoers. Oh. It doesn't say pictures of Christians. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? So this is the kind of propaganda we have to deal with. It's all yeah. tied together. It's become such a freaking issue. Well, I mean, apparently... I know, I know. You can all go back to... PCism it's just like the war on Christmas. Has flipped. It is just like... Political correctness. I mean, the most hypersensitive, politically correct people out there I know now are conservatives that are... And not just you know, evangelical Christian conservatives, but even Jewish people like Dennis Prager, who apparently are just completely fine with the evangelical plan to burn down Israel for the uh, second coming of Christ, the Christ they don't believe in. That's another reason they want Israel and support Israel. Yeah. Is because they, they feel someday they, they could burn it down because of some biblical prediction. Um. Oh, and by the way, I want to say, in all of this madness, in all of this madness, I finally have figured out what my spirit animal is. Uh, is it the Easter Bunny? It's the punching Easter Bunny. <laughs> it's the it's the it's the it's the Mac full uh, Mac truck full of punches Easter Bunny down in Florida. <laughs> um, this guy was attacking a woman on the streets in Florida, and. I'm just going to say the Easter Bunny. I'm not going to say a man in an Easter Bunny costume. I'm going to say it's the real Easter Bunny delivering some eggs in the form of goose. That in the was form of the Easter Bunny. But they were goose eggs he was delivering. Um, right on that fucker's head. Um, but yeah, this, this asshole was attacking a woman down in Florida. And the Easter Bunny came up and started punching the shit out of the guy. That is my spirit animal. The punching Easter Bunny. Thank you. The pagan one. Um, so, <laughs> uh, cause there were no bunnies in the story of the resurrection. Where did, where did that come from folks? Oh, I have an answer. Paganism. Bingo. Oh, I was going to say, uh, Monty Python, but okay. No, paganism uh, existed before Monty Python. It's got huge. <laughs> Look at the bones. <laughs> 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 the cave of Cabinog. We've, we've, we've talked about this before, but I, I got to tell you something, man. If you, I, I consider myself maybe more of a pagan than a Christian. But if, if being that I was born into a Christian family, at that point I would consider myself more of a deist than any organized religion. 
you know, our founding fathers were deists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I, I do believe in spirituality. I do believe that... Um, I do believe that there is... I hope you're ready for me to get my... This is my get-out-of-jail-free card. I do believe that there is a possibility that there is something greater than ourselves. I know there's something helps, greater than ourselves. That helps to guide us. I don't know if it's a god. I don't know if it's many gods. I don't know if it's maybe the greater than ourselves is my great-grandfather or my great-grandmother who said, don't put mayonnaise in the pickle juice. Yeah, and don't <laughs> don't ta- don't put the fork back in the mayonnaise after you've mixed a little in with the tuna salad. Yes, I mean I don't know. And don't this put is where I- wipe the crumbs off your knife before you stick it back in the butter. And there's that. I mean, don't get peanut thing. butter in the jelly. <laughs> Susan, I'm, I'm naming it, rattling off all the quirks that I have that Susan hates. But these are things. These are things that I don't. I don't know. I have always said, and I will say it here tonight, I would like to believe that there is a, a spirit that is greater than us that guides us. I would like to believe that. doesn't mean that I'm an atheist. No. It doesn't believe mean that I'm a Christian. It doesn't mean anything. What it means is that this is something I would like to believe. And All if right. I take comfort, if I take comfort in believing that, Mm-hmm. and it doesn't hurt anybody else then i think that's okay let me just let me just clear the air with what i am as an atheist for everyone let me make it crystal clear i'm an anti-theist that that is i do not believe in any of the religions that are uh, uh, that are out there claiming that there is one or multiple gods I like what Joe says about the pantheistic approach, but I wouldn't use that term. I would use the universal approach in in or the cosmic approach or, or the, the macro-micro approach to where you look at the order that's established on the microscopic, uh, microscopic level and compare it to what we have on the cosmological level. We have, oh, you know protons and neutrons and and you know orbits in the microscopic scale we have planets and moons and suns and stars uh, you know or with orbits on the macro scale and then you have you know galaxies spinning around other galaxies and you have the universe that's expanding and growing to me it says that if the universe is expanding and growing that the entire universe is alive yeah, and I, we are I, just I, a certain and we are just a certain form of life within the universe. Exactly. What, That's what everything else just, is. Just, I can't explain, but it, and I, I and I have no proof to say that the God of the Bible or Muhammad or Jesus or you know any of the Roman, Greek, Norse, Egyptian gods. I have no proof to say that none of them existed. I have zero proof to say that none of them existed. But on the converse. Nobody who worships any of those gods has any proof to show me they did exist outside of the texts, and they say that it's a, an historical document of proof, and it's not. No, I and just just as a point of reference, I use pantheism just as a point of reference. I yeah, I get it. Uh, I am not a pantheist. I I do believe that we're constructed of the same material, the same stuff 
you know, it's, it's like uh, Carl Sagan said, we're all star stuff. Yeah. Literally, that's what I believe. I believe it literally. And that's all we're going to be. You know, I look at life and death as like, what's death? Well, what was it like before you were born? What do you remember of the Roman Empire? Nothing. What, what do you remember before you were born? Nothing. And what's going what's to be one. like after you leave? Nothing. You know, lights go out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Just like when a particle appears out of nowhere and then disappears out of nowhere. Sure. On, on, a, on, a, on, a, uh, on a quantum level. Particles sure, appear and disappear out and- of nothing. And I always like the argument, too, that, you know, I mean, you know, part of our existence is energy. And where does the energy go when, you know, when we yeah. when it's over? I mean, do we become part of something greater? I, I like to think well, that, you know, that could, that's possible. But, somebody you know, looking, do, do, do people die and then they, they're looking down on you or they're they're watching you? How, how could this be? I mean, I mean, people with Alzheimer's don't have like an inner soul mm-hmm. that's saying, oh, you have Alzheimer's. Where, where does the Alzheimer's go when they die? It just yeah. dies with them. Yeah. You know what so, I mean? I mean, whatever the condition is, the condition is, and it's part of the organism, and it dies. Yeah. It, you you go on to be something different that we don't have any reference point for. It's like when you people say, to- it's it's like, you know, a good, good point, too, like going to your point of, you know, what was it like before you were alive? Well, people love to make the argument, you know, for, for creationism. Well, how can you make nothing out of nothing? And to what I like to say to those people is tell me what tell me exactly what a state of absolute nothingness is and then we can talk about it. Yeah. It's the old it's the old <laughs> the old science thing is that, is that well there there has to be something bef- before that. You know, like uh well I look I think the world sits on the back of a giant tortoise. And well, it's flat. What is the what does the tortoise stand on? Well, another tortoise, and what does that tortoise stand on? An it's ottoman. Tortoises all the, it's tortoises all the way down. <laughs> well, there's an ottoman. There's an ottoman like uh, seventy-eight thousand levels down. Right. Um, right. It's, it's tor- <laughs> tortoises all the way down. Yeah. But but to me that that that's the thing that's the most offensive to me is how can you make something from nothing? Well, again, tell me what the physics of absolute nothingness is, and we'll talk about it. Well, because you can't, you cannot say that something can come from from nothing when you don't know what what non-existence is. There's no possible way to explain what non-existence is. Well, it's the same thing. Well, look, all you have to do is go to Google and say a universe from nothing, and you'll find thousands of books that mm-hmm. explain how the universe, in one theory, was just down to a singularity and nothing. That the universe yeah. came from nothing. And particles come from on, on the quantum level, pop in and out of existence all the time. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, um, but anyway, um, I'm sorry. Wow, we really went crazy. At least we got the punch and bunny in there. Yeah. So. <laughs> and it wasn't Sean Spicer. I have faith in the punching bunny. Yeah, that he'll be a Mack truck full of punches every day of the week if needed. <laughs> Um, That's my greater point. That is my greater point. I want to put that out there again. Because I don't disagree with you and Joe. But I don't want to diminish people who have faith. No, I don't either. I don't either. Not at all. And I I didn't mean to sound offensive in any way. I'm just saying that if I need to express my opinion on the written word about the existence of, 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 uh, you know, the alleged existence of... 
of of the god that so many people worship. If I'm going to be said, if it's going to be said about me that I am close to a Nazi because I'm godless. Yeah, well, that's bullshit. Yeah, you know that because that's that is again beyond propaganda and, and swerving into alternate reality, uh, a manufactured alternate reality. Last word, and, Joe. And people uh, who say that shit really are just as offensive. They're offensive because you know they're the same ones who take offense when when people turn around and say, "Evangel." Okay, I don't want to do false equivalency, but they're the ones. The evangelicals are the first ones to be like, "Oh." You liberals are calling us, you know, hypocrite or all kinds of bullshit. Well, and I just feel like I would like to see us come down to a place where we can stop using God for our political opinions. I would love that too, because I mean, it, but the thing is, and, and I'll say this I one last thing, and I want to pass. Uh, yeah, it does. It does. Because a very important thing is when they start screeching about abortion. Yes. When they yes. start screeching about abortion, and I remind them of. How God, their God, drowned every baby and pregnant woman on this planet all at once. And they want to talk to us about abortion. Innocent life, you know? Yeah. What they would refer to as innocent life. What I would refer to as innocent life. On a global scale. I'm sorry. Their argument is just moot and invalid you know when they want to say it ain't right because you know it, it just drives me crazy so anyway well, they, they're putting their religion on top of of science they're trying to procedure yes they're trying to jam religion into the you know just like propping up the ten commandments on you know in front of courthouses and stuff they're trying to say um, you know, but I wish they'd put the first Ten Commandments in there where they talk about not boiling a go- a kid in its mother's milk. You know, I mean, because there's two sets of Ten Commandments, folks. Look it up; it's true. Um, Joe, uh, la- last word on this before we go to the Green News Report. Yeah, all I was going to say is, uh, uh, there is no um, animosity that I have toward people that that believe. As a matter of fact, I admire them. Uh, there are two people in my life. Uh, one of them, my best friends, my, my, my best man at my wedding has cancer. And he, he's, he is such, so active in the church and has such faith in, his, in, in Christianity and, and, and in his God. My uncle was a second, okay, mm-hmm. who was gay and suffered for it all his life. Yet every day, every Sunday he went to church. He was a priest at one time. He left the priesthood for his husband, but oh wow! He but but he went to church every Sunday and he believed in redemption and Jesus Christ. I wish, and I told him, and I tell my friend, I wish I had their faith. I admire their faith. Well, I admire people who use their yeah. faith to better themselves and the world around them, instead of you know because you know and again I don't want to diminish, I don't want to hurt the feelings. I I believe in many of the teachings of Christ as being very quality life, uh, a a, a good map for your life. And that's what the charm and appeal was of the New Testament to people because it wasn't so fucking dark is the Old Testament. That's why people went for that kind of stuff, you know, and I'm not trying to put down Jewish people at all because there's other, there are other texts that aren't just the Old Testament for Jews. 
you know, I mean, there's a lot of hopefulness. There's a lot of hopefulness uh, with, I mean, Jewish holidays are beautiful. And and they talk about survival and about how, you know, they, they ration food. And, you know, I mean, just the story of, of why people still eat matzah today, unleavened bread. It, it's It's beautiful stuff. You know, there are beautiful traditions and everything, but when, when people start using, again, it's not about your personal faith. It's about when you try to use a 2,000-year-old document to shape modern, secular, American life. To me, that is utterly offensive and, and, and shocking. And then yeah. when people like Glenn Beck and Dennis Prager uh, equate somebody like me to a Nazi... Because I don't believe, I'm not a Mormon, and I'm not a Jew, but Dennis Prager doesn't believe in Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it literally makes no sense. Technically, Glenn Beck doesn't believe well, yeah. Jesus is the Savior either. Yeah, I, and it's been a while since I uh, read about the Colabites. <laughs> so, so, Planet Colab. saying. Yeah. All right, shit. We're running so long. Green News Report, everybody. <laughs> we'll come back with name calling. We're going to have to skip listener calls tonight. I apologize. Um, but we're going to go ahead and uh, hit the break. We'll be right back with this. And uh, I got to go put some shorts on. I'm so angry. I'm sweating. We'll be right back. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig. It gave the Americans more motivation to see what we can do with our country. Mm-hmm. IndieMediaWeekly.com Worldwide Okay It's Tuesday, April 23, 2019 Gas prices are higher again this week And they are set to spike again After Trump imposes new sanctions on Iran oil Redacted Mueller report shows Russian trolls Stoked divisions over climate and coal in 2016 election European Union acts to curb plastic pollution, plus... We're actually making the Green New Deal come alive here in New York City. The Big Apple goes big with its own Green New Deal. All of those deals and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. The goal remains simple, to deprive the outlaw regime of the funds it is used to destabilize the Middle East for four decades. Wow! Secretary of State Mike Pompeo is going to deprive Donald Trump of money used to destabilize the Middle East? And incentivize Iran to behave like a normal country. Oh. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, I haven't heard much talk about it until lately, but yes, gas prices have been spiking over the last several months. Yep, retail gas prices have spiked to their highest level yet in 2019, rising on average about 60 cents a gallon across the U.S., and they are set to spike even further, because on Monday, the Trump White House announced that starting in May, it will impose sanctions on countries, including U.S. allies, that purchase oil from Iran. The U.S. had granted waivers when President Trump withdrew from the Obama-era Iran nuclear deal, despite the International Atomic Energy Agency reaffirming Iran's compliance with the deal just three weeks ago. But U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said on Monday the administration is further increasing pressure on Iran. The goal remains simple, to deprive the outlaw regime of the funds it is used to destabilize the Middle East for four decades. 
and incentivize Iran to behave like a normal country. CNN reports oil industry analysts fear the Trump administration's decision will tighten global oil markets because of Trump's ongoing sanctions against other major oil producing nations, Venezuela and Libya. So just a heads up, in the United States, oil price spikes typically contribute to inducing recessions. And in fact, it's good news for the oil companies, it's bad news for the American consumers, but it might be good news for the planet. We tend to burn less oil when it becomes more expensive. Well, there's that. So, see? There's a bright side. Meanwhile, the redacted version of special counsel Robert Mueller's probe into Russian interference in the 2016 election details how Russian social media trolls sought to use the declining U.S. coal industry as a flashpoint in a sophisticated campaign to exacerbate existing divisions on energy and climate change. In 2016, the Russian internet troll farm linked to Russian intelligence known as the Internet Research Agency published hundreds of social media ads and messages and even helped organize real-life political rallies falsely blaming regulations for coal's decline rather than market forces and cheaper natural gas and renewables. For example, the rallies featured a Miners for Trump poster with the caption, How many Pennsylvania workers lost their jobs due to Obama's disruptive policies? Help Mr. Trump fix it. Well, Trump hasn't fixed it. He'll never fix it. He can't fix it. But he can lie about fixing it. And he does. Yes, he does. But some good news. The European Union Parliament has passed a sweeping law to curb the scourge of plastic pollution in the oceans. The Parliament voted to ban a wide range of single-use plastic straws, stirrers, cutlery, styrofoam, and more by 2021. Tyranny! The EU member nations also agreed to a target of collecting and recycling 90% of beverage bottles by 2029. Well, very thoughtful tyranny. A federal judge in Montana has delivered a significant setback to Trump's attempts to increase coal mining on the public's land. A judge ruled that the Trump Interior Department violated federal law when it lifted the ban on new coal mines on federally managed public lands that was established by President Obama and ordered the agency to redo an environmental analysis. Oh, they're not going to like that. Finally, New York City is charging ahead with its own version of a Green New Deal to create jobs by fighting climate change. The Climate Mobilization Act is an omnibus package of six existing bills. It was passed on Earth Day, directs $14 billion in investments aimed at cutting the city's carbon emissions 30% by 2030. Mayor Bill de Blasio on MSNBC said that includes a ban on inefficient glass and steel skyscrapers and an ambitious building retrofit mandate requiring owners of the city's largest buildings to cut their energy use and emissions by 2030 or pay fines. The biggest source of emissions in New York City is buildings. We're putting clear, strong mandates, the first of any major city on the earth. Uh, and the city of New York, the government, we are going to get all of our energy from renewable sources in the next five years. Good for you, New York City. Thank you very much. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report.
Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier in a $20 hole. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, <laughs> you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Mm-hmm. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. And in the Department of Bad Timing today, in fact, this very hour, is the eighth anniversary of the devastating Haitian earthquake that killed at least 220,000 people and prompted the United States to welcome almost 59,000 Haitians under temporary protected status. Now, at another point in the conversation, my source tells me, and parents might want to hit the mute button for the next few minutes, the topic turned to the diversity lottery program and people coming from Africa. And that's when President Trump asked, as first reported in the Washington Post, why are we having all these people from shithole countries come here, unquote. The president then suggested the United States would be better with more immigrants from places such as Norway instead of Africa. A White House official tells CNN that the president took a victory lap last night, calling friends and allies to get their opinion on the breaking news. Well, you know who loved the news? Racists. Racists such as David Duke tweeting, Trump spoke blunt, hard truth. And racists such as Richard Spencer saying of Haiti, quote, the problem is it's filled with shithole people. If the French dominated, they could make it great again. Hashtag make Haiti great again. The neo-Nazi Daily Stormer website said, quote, this is encouraging and refreshing as it indicates Trump is more or less on the same page as us with regards to race and immigration. The real issue is all of these shitty brown people who come to the country exclusively to parasite off of us, unquote, and disgusting. Okay, so I wanted to play that clip real quick just to put a neat little bow on this because Trump is the most godly president, Michelle Bachman says. Nazism is going to happen because of the lack of God. Yet, all of the Nazis in 2017 love Trump for the shithole countries remark. The Nazis that are already here, Glenn Beck, Dennis Prager. All of those people gravitating towards the most godly president, that Michelle Bachman, I know Glenn Beck loves Michelle Bachman and, and hangs on every word she says. So how do you figure that? How do you figure all that with your little twisted disinformation campaign against people of no faith or disinformation uh, against people who disagree with Trump? So, so that's, that's, that's what I wanted to get to in this discussion, and I, I've, I've done it. So uh, welcome back. Uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Hi. Um, can I try to answer that? Yeah. I, I sort of feel like... I sort of feel like I've got to go Godwin. <laughs> because I feel like... I don't feel like, actually, to be honest with you. I've read this shit. Um, when When Hitler took over... When Hitler got elected as the Socialist Party, whatever. National Socialist Party. Thank you. The National Socialist Party. When he got elected, in Germany, everybody was twisting themselves to support him. They twisted everything they believed in, in order to make sure that they could support. And when I say they, it wasn't all Germans. 
Not all. You're but correct. There was, there was there was a legitimate majority who were like, well, he's the president now, and so here's how I'm going to twist why I build why I support him. And I feel like this is what's happening right now here in America. Yep. You know, we talk we talk when we talk about history, we talk about the good Germans. Mm-hmm. They were good Germans who did bad things. And people like Michelle Bachman, Glenn Beck, Dennis Prager, and everybody who supports them, and everybody who's... This is where I'm going to get really direct. Everybody who supports Trump, knowing that Trump does not represent their moral compass, are nothing more than the equivalent of good Germans. Yeah, I mean that, and I know that's a really heavy thing to say. Well, I I really feel like that's where we are right now. They're normalizing nationalism. They're normalizing um, nativism uh, with their language. And and, but then when nationalism starts to creep in and Trump gloats that he's a nationalist and people praise him for that, Nazis and other. He proclaimed himself as a nationalist. Well, you know, he proclaimed, well, no, he proclaimed and gloated, but he was proud to call himself. He was like, yeah, I'm a nationalist and that's a good thing. But what I'm, so, so for them to say, oh no, it's not the nativism. It's not the nationalism. It's the godlessness that's creating Nazis. And then there are Nazis who actually exist who gravitate towards the most godly president, who's a nationalist and a nativist. I think that kind of explodes, kind of blows up their argument. And, uh, all right, and Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City, we're going to have you do name-calling, but it would be unfair for me to uh, uh, just throw you right into that right now. (laughs) Throw me. You ready? You ready to go into name calling right now? Oh, oh, sh- oh, sure. Okay, here we I'm go. I'm always ready. Good. Go up to Scranton with me. A place where dreams come true. There is no such thing as an appropriate joke. That's why it's a joke. I say it ain't so joke. I'm going to have to be taking your car today. See, I have some top-secret clown business that supersedes any plans that you might have for this here vehicle. Here we go. <laughs> Buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy one. <laughs> we could jam and joke your ride. What's the matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. Hello, Wildcats. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> You don't know how to mix. Joe will give us. Actually, you know what, Joe? You should uh, every Tuesday after name calling, you should give uh, everybody a two-ingredient microwave recipe. Oh, okay. Okay, uncovered. Uncovered. Okay, an an exploding recipe. Yeah, Joe Santorza with microwave uncovered. Yes. (laughs) And always wear your goggles. Yeah. All okay, right. tonight we have. Oh, it's a robust, Ooh. a robust, robust robots, class, a robust class, robots, 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 robots. We have Adam Hebert. We have Robert. Francie. Robot. 
Yes, well, Francie's not a robot, but she has three heads. They aren't on her shoulder, though. They're severed and sitting somewhere in her house. Oh, is she, uh, a.k.a. Yes. Francie, a.k.a. April Ryan. I know! <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I didn't think of that angle. Callback. Right. We have Heather. Robert! We have Jake. Robert. Jake Collie. We have Cat. Robots. We have Ken Senior. Hi, Dad. Oh, some good news on uh, the Ken Senior front. Um, he is no longer Robert. A, uh, because he's he doesn't have to wear his. Uh, I don't know the exact name of it. If he wants to tell people, he he wore a like a vest that had an external kind of pacemaker thing on it, uh, and uh, he got a got that. He doesn't have to use it anymore. His heart's strong enough, and he doesn't have to use that anymore. In other so. words, Ken Senior has rhythm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I've got rhythm. He's good. I've rhythm. got rhythm. He's got yes. blues. I can't Seems stop good. my leg. <laughs> Yo, I love that. <laughs> I, love, I love that. Steve Martin. Scene. Steve okay. Martin. I, was that Steve Martin? I, okay. I think it was uh, Steve Martin. No, I'll look it up. I don't think. Well, I'll look it up. But anyway, oh, okay. Uh, there's someone called Lady Cat Seventeen who's been in here for 23 hours and 46 minutes. <laughs> I don't think she's here. Oh, it was Robert uh, Klein. <laughs> it was Robert Klein. You're right. It wasn't Robert Steve Martin. Klein. Yes, yes, that's what I thought. So, um, so Lady Cat, if you are here, I apologize, but um, I, I saw from Trojan Rabbit that uh, she was a whole. She just didn't log out or something from. Um, uh, Paul's memory bank last night, which I listened to. Well, I listened to the tail end while I was cleaning out in the garage, and he was doing songs that started with the letter E. And I think I started with the the Commodore's "Easy." I think was the first song I heard. Cause I'm easy. Well, anyway, easy like Lady Cat, I, I, I was hoping she was that you know she was she thought we were so popular that she stood in line for twenty three hours and forty seven minutes. Oh. But I guess not. <laughs> Dad, um, oh, Dad says it's a defibrillator. So actually, it's not a pacemaker. It just will. St it would have started his heart had it stopped. Oh, okay. So well, that's it's a good so thing. great. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing. He doesn't need it. Um, very good. It's it's it's, 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 like, it's awesome. It's like jumper cables for your heart. Science. Uh, it's science. Science. It's science, and you don't even need you don't even need to put the other end of the jumper cables to somebody else's heart. You could, it just takes care of itself. Could be interesting okay. if you tried, though. <laughs> yes, could be. Okay, we have Michelle in South Florida. We have Moonmare. We have President. We have well, I'll say we have Rain. I know Rain. Hi, how you doing? Welcome Hi. back. Hi. Hi. Welcome back from from New York. I'm um, back from New York, motherfuckers. Uh, every time I go to New York, I go to this place that serves pizza through a slot. I thought you were going to say, say through. I thought you were going to say through a straw. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I thought he was going to say through a sl slit. I was like, that sounds dirty, it, dude. Oh, still I, sounds dirty. Looks like the old bank things with a I slot. Do remember, you I, I remember pizza joints like that. Yeah, you don't see the person on the other side. You just sort of yell what you want and they sl you slide the money in and they slide a slice out you don't know where I it came get a pizza. <laughs> yeah okay we have <laughs> we have Theo we have Tim Coromal of the Tim Coromal show and last but never least Trojan Rabbit Rabbit and did we get living 
living in Long Island. Did I skip you? If I did, I'll say you twice. Living in Long Island, living on Long Island. Because I think Livin just showed up into the chat room. I'm not sure. But yeah, my, uh, no, my New York accent's no, back. Hmm. According to this, I've uh, been here one hour and 12 minutes. All right. Well, so, and I'm sure sorry. he lives on Long Island. He knows uh, in the Bronx where I'm talking about, where you get the slat. Godfather's Pizza. Pizza will deliver. No, no, no. Fast and no, fresh no, right no. to your door. Or if you want, we'll deliver. Our popcorn, chicken, salads, and pizza fries, too. Godfather's Pizza, Wausau, and Schofield. <laughs> Not no in the blitz. Bronx. <laughs> doesn't happen in the Bronx. I no, gotta tell you. Not in the Bronx. No. In the Bronx, in the Bronx is where you get. I don't have facts to back this up. Best no. pretzels that are baked on an upside down trash can lid. <laughs> All right. So Ever. we got we got birthdays. Uh, I think Francie had one. Uh, Adam says he has one. Uh, let me see if I've been sent any information. I know Adam's grandmother's birthday is this week. That's why he's on vacation in Illinois. Wow. Um and did you anybody else see Francie's? I'll roll back. I yeah. did, but I missed it. I got I got a friend who doesn't listen to the show, but she's a friend of mine from thirty God, over thirty years ago. Wow. Well Um Her name is Mickey. Mickey, Mickey Brown. Oh Mickey, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blow my mind. Hey Mickey. Hey Brown, Brown. Mickey. Yeah, she'd punch you in the face <laughs> for that song. Mickey oh. Brown, though, because Julie. Oh no, that wasn't Julie Brown. That was uh, uh, Tony Basil. Sorry. Oops. That's fine. Yeah, that's right. That's fine. But yeah, uh, it, I'm just flashback. saying. My friend Mickey. She's 55, and she's still hanging alive. in there. She's got still Chiaria. Alive. 55 and still alive. Yeah, and she would break Chiaria. my. And she would break my face if I sang that song to her. Yeah, she would. Whoa, what the hell? Is there a dragon in there? <laughs> no, I got, I, got, I got a motorcycle outside the house. <laughs> the window's open. <laughs> oh, that, that was one of the dogs. I was like, you need to give him some Pepto. <laughs> oh. let's, let's go with the, yes, there's a dragon outside my house. It that sounded really cool. What, it sound, <laughs> hey, Ken, what does that dragon eat? Anything it wants. <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry, guys. It's so nice out here tonight. The window's open. All right, Theo's. Oh, Fran- no, that's Francie, fine. Francie says her 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 birthday was it her grandmother, mother-in-law, turned ninety-four. Antoinette. Okay. And uh, Adam's grandmother Hilda LeBrand uh, turns ninety this Thursday. Theo's wow. is next Tuesday, wow. and Mickey's. Is, oh my! And um. Uh, wait, oh, yeah, I think, I think that's it. Um, and, uh, yeah, when oh is, when is Mickey's, when is Mickey's birthday again, Rain? I'm sorry, I, I, I space farted. I space farted. I spaced out and brain farted at the same time. I space farted. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey's birthday is today. <laughs> I'm so glad I coined that term. I space farted. That's spaced out <laughs> and brain farted. So... <laughs> I space farted, folks. Space fart. I'm starting that. Uh, that's my new social media website. Space fart. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, all right. So, for uh, sorry, I'm space farting again. For for uh, Francie's mother-in-law, Antoinette. For Antoinette. for Hilda, which is Adam's grandmother, 
and Theo. Love it. Uh, Theo, we'll, we'll, we'll birthday boner you again next week. But these are birthday boners. Uh, and for Mickey, uh, let's go ahead and play that before I space fart again. Here you go. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! Hey! Your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! Hey! Thank you. Thank you, all dear friends. Welcome me to my birthday! There we go. Uh, so, um, yeah. Happy birthday to everybody. And I hope Adam has a good vacation. Francie, I hope you uh, uh, get to... I don't know if you're spending time with your mother-in-law or not. And uh, Rain, uh, say hi to Mickey for us all. If uh, you know, tell her, tell her, tell her about for her birthday. She can have a new phrase called space fart. She would appreciate that. Cool. Don't tell her about the song, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared, Sarge. We're all scared, son. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's an Ernest Goes to Camp reference, by the way. I'm gonna have to try and find that audio. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, do you guys do, do you remember that, Joe? Did you ever see the Ernest Goes to Camp and there's like paratrooper turtles in one point, and one turtle looks at another turtle uh, and says, "I'm scared, Sarge." And he, and he in the and he looks and he says, "We're all scared, son." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I never saw that. Film. Oh, I gotta find. It. I gotta see if there's a clip of that on YouTube. It's hilarious. Uh, but anyway, um, all right, let's go ahead and go to break. Sorry, we didn't have time for uh, listener calls. We're gonna come back. We're gonna shift gears uh, almost entirely, but we have some more, a lot more audio to get to. And since we had so many fun and games on Friday, I'm probably just gonna do one Mad Lib tonight. So you guys brush up on your nouns and adverbs because they better be good. Um, and make them dirty, fill dirty that shit up. Cause I don't want a bunch of, Oh, I need a verb run. No, you know what verb I'm looking for. <laughs> oh, wow. This got, this turned a little dark. A little passive aggressive. <laughs> wow. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I'm sorry. I got a little Old Testament there on everybody. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Dirtier than run. Thou okay, shalt have no tame verbs before me. <laughs> you know it's dirtier than run, don't you? Uh, the, run, the runs. The runs, yes. It, it, it shart, shartenly it is. <laughs> it shartenly is, Joe. Even I know that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Break time, everybody. But it is dirtier. What a show tonight. My God. Uh, this is what happens when we don't do politics toilet. for like a week. Um, it's in the toilet. Yeah, it's in the, it's in the can. All right, we'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally I get a jerk like you here, so thank you. KennyPick.com Light out everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now, on with the show. Consult the Book of Armaments. Armaments, Chapter 2, verses 9 to 21... And St. Attila raised the hand grenade up on high, saying, O Lord, bless this thy hand grenade, 
that with it thou mayst blow thine enemies to tiny bits in thy mercy. And the Lord did grin, and the people did feast upon the lambs, and sloths, and carp, and anchovies, and orangutans, and breakfast cereals, and fruit bats, and large... Skip a bit, brother. And the Lord spake, saying, First shalt thou take out the holy pin, then shalt thou count to three, no more, no less. Three shall be the number thou shalt count, and the number of the counting shall be three. Four shalt thou not count, neither count thou two, excepting that thou then proceed to three. Five is right out. Once the number three, being the third number, be reached, then lobbest thou thy holy hand grenade of Antioch towards thy foe, who being not in my sight, shall snuff it. Amen. 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 Right. One, two, five. Three, sir. Three. Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer-to-computer contact. It is an idiot idea. Only macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. See, it's not good or evil. It's order in chaos. And it's chaos tonight because I keep running the segment so long that they're starting at 10 after or 11 after the hour. That's not evil. That's just chaos. So anyway, welcome back to uh, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, the Tuesday edition, and I hope everybody's armed with the their holy hand grenades tonight. Uh, of course, Joe Santorsis, Grant, Pennsylvania, the Electric City, welcome back. Always look on the bright side of life. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And uh, I, I, I thought you were going to play that one for Easter. <laughs> oh, I, I, I should have. I should have. And uh, of course, Rain from Four Freedoms blog, Washington, D.C., welcome back. Oh, nice, nice. Thank you. That's I might not have one. Chaos. That's controlled flatulence. Uh, is it flatulence mm. if it's from that end? It's gas. <sighs> okay. I wasn't. Anyway, tr- is that a flat? I don't know why I did that. I felt like this show needed a burp. <clears throat> there you go. I got one for oh, you. Oh. Okay. <laughs> wow, that was like this one. <laughs> Best burp on film. The best burp on film was in Elf. Did you ever see the one in Elf? Oh yeah, that's a good one. I should get that. Yes, that was one of the best. Actually, actually, you know what? It, it, it could. Does it rival Booger's Belch in uh, Revenge of the Nerds? I didn't see Revenge of the Nerds. Well, it, best not. It, it kind of has a rapey scene in it. So, uh, anyway, Rain, go ahead. Is what were you saying? I, I have a quick question. I heard. I don't. I think it's Life of Brian. Isn't Life of Brian coming to theaters? Yes. Is Thank it? In fact, in fact, it's going to be off Broadway because the uh, Scranton Cultural Society is having a presentation of it here oh. in Scranton. Oh. Life of Brian. Yep. 
Yeah, but I think it's coming back to the big screen. Oh, the big nice. screen, I don't know. I know that there's a theatrical. No, no, no. I think I think it's Life of Brian, and I believe it's coming to the big screen for its whatever anniversary it is. Oh, you mean like a rescreening? Yes. Ah. Yes. Yeah. That was mm. Just throwing in some something to live for, everybody. <laughs> yeah, we all need something to live for. <laughs> we do. No, I don't know if I have... I, I have mostly... I went through Monty Python and the Holy Grail pretty pretty solidly, but I do have good good Monty Python clips. Uh, oh, no, this this is actually from Monty Python. I like this one. No, this isn't an argument. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. It's just contradiction. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's not. It is. You just contradicted me. No, I didn't. Oh, you did. No, 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 no. You did just no, no, then. No, no, nonsense. Oh, look, this is futile. No, it isn't. I came here for a good argument. No, you didn't. You came here for an argument. Well, an argument's not the same as contradiction. Can be. No, it can't. An argument's a connected series of statements to establish a definite proposition. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. That's <laughs> contradiction. Look, if I argue with you, I must take up a contrary position. But it isn't just saying, no, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. <laughs> argument's an intellectual process. Contradiction is just the automatic game saying of anything the other person says. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Not at all. No, no. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, so I guess I could just keep playing Monty Python clips for the rest of the night. Or Michael Levin. Um, so, no, Monty Python, please. Kidding. Well, let's see what we have in the way of audio and see if any of it's uh, worth uh, playing right now. If we should lighten things up. Um, man, I got through most of the... Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to save that because most of it's just, uh, well, actually, let me play this. Th no, no, I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that. <laughs> no, it isn't. It. Yes, it is. I'm going to do this. No, it's no. not. I just, how about I do this? No. But what if I, no. Well, I, I just want to, <laughs> I, I, like I said, I just kind of want to lighten things up a little bit and, uh, you know, and again, since I don't have, uh, um, the uh you know uh always look on the right side of life i can play some other monty python uh, uh little hits for everybody in celebration of easter right every sperm is great if a sperm is wasted god gets quite irate there you go there's a little little snippet little snippet for you um and uh but no actually circumcised snippet yeah this is true well it depends um <laughs> and you know i okay i do want to play some of this i do want to play some of this because of that asshole mark levin um who was a never trumper for the longest time Total never Trumper. Longest time. Now he's coming out and he's attacking uh, the press and Mueller and um, anybody who's not a Trump cultist, which Mark Levin now obviously proudly is a Trump cultist. After saying things like this about Trump, not even two, but just about two years ago. Don't worry. This is four levels of chess. This isn't four levels of chess. This is tiddlywinks. Yeah. Oh. Said, you know, stuff like that. Or um, 
he said, uh, you know, the, the uh, he he was he was he was mad because Trump was flip flopping on immigration back in the day. He wanted more nativism out of Trump. You need to speak out. I am very concerned about what I saw today. All the politics aside, I am very concerned. I saw two parties united against us. If we do get anything beneficial out of whatever this deal is going to be, it's going to be because starting today, you raise your voices. You voice your concerns. Not because you sit back and smile, oh, art of the deal. No. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, no art of the deal. And um, uh, he, he said this about Trump, uh, you know, and what we all said, any person with half a brain, and apparently Mark Levin has half a brain, probably less, said this about uh, the wall. Remember remember that wall that Mexico is going to pay for? Let me just ask this. During the Republican primaries, when I said, no, the Mexican government is not building the wall. In fact, the battle Trump's going to have is with Schumer and the Democrats to get appropriations to build a wall. Remember that, Mr. Producer? Or to quote the backbenchers, as I said years ago, but the truth is that. And I took a lot of heat for this. Well, there's no more talk about Mexico doing anything. And now there's no talk of a wall stretching from sea to shining sea. Now, well, we got rivers and we have mountains. Well, we had rivers and mountains during the Republican primaries last oh. time I checked. Oh! oh. Obviously, you can't build a wall in a river. It's hard to build a wall in a mountain unless it's the Great Wall of China. Somehow they managed to do it. Oh! That well. Wow! Okay, now watch this. I'm just going to break the wrist and walk away. Break the wrist, walk away. Jeez. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, so, but, you know, Mark Levin now, and, and again, you know, he, he's like, oh, you know, he's, he, he's, it, this is just one folder of stuff after Trump was in, had his fat ass installed in the White House over two years ago. This is Levin after he was in. Levin before he was in, I have audio of him talking about, um, you know, the Russia thing isn't a joke. You think it's a joke? This isn't a joke. You know, and, and now now Levin is, you know, he, he's, uh, let me let me see if I have any Levin Russia stuff. I, I don't. I cleared a lot of older audio off this computer a while back. Go ahead. Well, I, I'm, I'm getting the feeling that Levin had hoped to get money being anti-Trump, and that didn't work out. Oh, yeah. Because quite honestly, with all these guys, all of these dudes, most of these dudes, how's that? Mm-hmm. Being anti-Trump, they sort of assumed that they would be, you know, suddenly really popular among the GOP, but when the actual elected officials never became anti-Trumpers... Here we are, two years later, they're like, yep, I need to figure out a way to get some scratch. I'm going to change my opinion, and I'm going to be all pro-Trump. Does that sound... No, it sounds exactly... Yeah, yeah. Or scatological for uh, the GOP. I mean, there's a few few anti-Trump... Even David Frum is kind of tottering. Mm -hmm. Teetering, tottering. 
you know, Rick Wilson's still firmly in the uh, sure. anti-Trump. Bill Crystal, Bill Crystal is. Um, yeah. Who's that um, guy who was a, uh, oh man, what was he, governor of Florida for what? No, no, not governor. He was a, a representative from Florida. Oh, God. I, Deutsch? No. no. It's, it's something like that. I can't remember. But, uh, you know, but people right. like Mark Levin, I kind of feel like they were they were hoping to capitalize on this anti-Trump movement. And like Beck, another one, they, they're, they're changing their tune because they want to get money. Yeah. It's not because they believe in anything. It's because they want to make money. Quite quite seriously when you got people like rick wilson who i look forward to going back to to the time where i disagree with him on policy i've said this before i would sure. like to disagree anna navarro with wilson anna on, navarro yeah anna navarro is another perfect example another very perfect example i want to disagree with them on policy i respect them still because they're like nope never trump but people like these are these are kind of B listers, actually. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. they're B listers. Levine is a B lister. Oh, and I'm he knows it. Make a couple of shuckles. Well, and the thing is, Glenn Beck used to be an A lister, and had he towed the Trump line uh, right. during the the you know, if he wasn't dipping his face in Cheeto dust, he literally did that on his show, folks. He pressed his face into Cheeto dust to make himself look like Trump. That's um, delicious. Yeah. Except it, it's not. No, because it, it's Glenn Beck. And yeah. boy, boy, by the way, I was watching this video of, of Glenn Beck. His hands are so stumpy and fat now. It's crazy. It's like he's oh. just injecting cheeseburger juice into his hands. Or something. It's weird. He's getting chubby hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his his hands are wow. fat. It's crazy. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, when Christmas comes around, if we find out that his Christmas sweaters that he sells are now sold in 3x, <laughs> we will know. <laughs> um. Well, no, his Christmas mittens probably. <laughs> uh, if the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. Um. So, uh, if they get any fatter, he won't be able to have a thumb in the mittens. <laughs> well, there's like, a reason. Yeah, there's a reason he doesn't have a handheld like, microphone. It's like an oven pad. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he looks. It, it look. He holds his hands out. And it looks like the dude on the hamburger helper boxes. So. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and every time I see the hamburger helper oh box, I think of um, <laughs> I think of uh, Justin Timberlake on um, any one of his NFL NSLs. SNL. Taking a box. SNL. My God. <laughs> SNL appearances where he does. I know. Um, I know, motherfucker. Uh, where he does <laughs> any of his skits where he wears those big gloves. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like, bring it on down. A, so I'm thinking, bring it on down to Trumpy Town. Okay, that, that joke didn't work. Uh, you, you, you tried, and I'll, uh, I'll give you a, you know, um. Yeah. You tried. 
But you know what? Don't mess around. Bring it on down to Trumpy Town. I will have a better setup on Friday. Bring it on down to Trumpy Town. Bring it on down to Trumpy Town. Well, you know what? Trumpy Town is also known as God's America. Don't mess around with God's America. (laughs) There you go. That's what we all needed. Um, And, okay, so... Yeah. So in in going back to this old folder from January twelfth of twenty seventeen from Turn Up the Night, I also found this. Uh, so uh, again, just for um, Glenn Beck and Dennis Prager and everybody else who says that oh well, there's Nazism that seems to be creeping, and there are seeds of Nazism because we're not biblical and Christian enough. Well, here's a here's a. Here's a montage of the guy you're supporting. I would like to have him show his birth certificate. And can I be honest with you? I hope he can. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. But we're building a wall. He's a Mexican. We're building a wall between here and Mexico. The answer is he is giving us very unfair rulings. If you look at his wife, she was standing there. She had nothing to say. She probably, maybe she wasn't allowed to have anything to say. You tell me. You had some very bad people in that group. But you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. Although we have a representative in Congress who they say was here a long time ago. They call her Pocahontas. (laughs) They call her Pocahontas. Oh, so, yeah, so funny. The Native Americans so funny. were laughing their asses off. Not a bit. No. Not at all. Yeah. So, but it's it's people like me you got to worry about who, you know, who are edging towards Nazism, who are completely accepting of anybody, regardless of their national origin or ethnicity or whatever. <sighs> It's me. It's me. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it's okay. Give it, give us your thoughts on, on this sharting to the oldies here on uh, Turn Up the Night. It's, it's hard to give you thoughts because I've known this. And mm-hmm. this keeps continuing. And I feel like it keeps getting worse. Like this rhetoric, where if you're not God-fearing enough, then you're the bad person. And mm-hmm. I really do, I'm, there's a part of me that is concerned, because it does keep getting worse. So, the thing is, is that Trump started it with, with what you just played. That came from Trump. And yeah. so many people like me on the left was like, yeah, he said that, that's fucked up. And now, here it is, two years later... And the the B listers on the radio are picking it up and taking it further. They're literally taking it further. And people like Levin and and Beck, I consider them B listers. Now, off the top of my head, there was a problem called you know Rwanda. Yeah. You know we could we could talk about the Nazis. We could talk about Nazism, but. After Nazism, and it was only 20 years ago, there was the whole, you know, if you ever watched the movie Rwanda Hotel, there was, mm-hmm. you know, the 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 the, the Tutsis, the Tutsi, the Tutsi, it's a, it's, I think it's the Tutsis and the Hutus. Yes, thank you. 
that that civil war was driven by right-wing talk radio in their nation. Exactly. That's, that's what's happening here. I, I don't think we're... I, I pray to God we're not going to get to that point. I do. I pray to God we're not going to get to that point. But we shouldn't assume that though that nation was uncivilized and uneducated. Yeah. Well, the... Because the, they were. But But getting back to the whole, you know, the Beck and Prager thing... And, you know, misidentifying what the Nazi elements are in ex- already in existence. The Nazi seeds, Glenn Beck said. He was selling survival seeds for a while, so maybe those were Nazi seeds. Um, of course he was. Yeah, of course he was. Yeah. Um, and uh, so uh, he, um, by misidentifying and, 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 you know, laying the blame on us and ignoring this, of what's what's already gone on it, it, it's it's so i forgot my original thought but it's 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 just so infuriating to me you know the, Ken this, and this, joe yeah go ahead. would it be would it be unfair to say that what they are doing <laughs> with their propaganda is a sort of um and i want to say this very carefully and i don't want our listeners to misunderstand me but are they're, they they're smart. Mis- They'll get it. Are they trying to misrepresent the actual Holocaust and Nazism and what led up to the Holocaust? Because oh, I kind of get an a feeling that that's exactly what they're trying to do. I think that's an excellent point because you know what? I, I, that hadn't even entered into my thought process. I was so offended on the superficial aspects of it. Yeah, I think exactly what you, what they're they're on the precipice of Holocaust denialism. Of, of I, it, it, they're maybe they're not yeah. saying they're not denying the amount of Jews that were killed or saying you know oh it was only like ten you know or anything like that, but what they're saying is it, it's a, a, a denying the motivations of the Holocaust. Yes, and the actors that's... of the Holocaust. So to me, it's just it's I, I'm not going to say it's as dangerous as saying no Jews were killed. That's just insane. What these guys are denying, doing is as insane. Up to it, yeah. And but you know, uh, misrepresenting. Mm-hmm. But misrepresenting you know, where we are now. Mm-hmm. The same way that they're mis- they really are misrepresenting what led up to the Holocaust. Sure. And what led up to the rise of the Nazis. Yeah, and and you know they've lied about George Soros and said that he was a Nazi. They basically said he was a Nazi youth, where he was in a situation where he was taken in by um, someone and protected because he was a young Jewish boy, and he was protected. And to be protected, he had to participate in not willingly some ugly acts of going and collecting uh, personal belongings from other Jewish people's homes and turning them over to the government. I believe that's how it went. But the right wing spun it as, oh, he was a full-grown man and he did it all on his own and he just went in and he killed him and he took the shit, you know? That's basically what they're, they're trying to make it sound like. And so these guys are kind of kind of edging towards... Saying, well, you know, if we don't have God, these Nazis are going to take over. All these, all these godless Nazis are going to take over. 
But yeah. the the thing is, this threat, this looming threat of Nazism, it was going on, you know, if any Democrat wins any election, Glenn Beck, Glenn Beck played the social, the, 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 no, what was it, the, the, the Soviet Union national anthem or something like that when Barack Obama won the election, uh, his first term <sighs> I on his TV that, show. Yes, so did. we did not slip into so you know outright socialism, communism, or nationalism, or Nazism, or any of those other isms. Not Maoism, not any of that. We didn't slip into any of that. But he can't let go of this shtick, and you know he 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 used to complain about the nationalistic tendencies of Trump, but now again because he knows he can make money from stump dumb Trump cultists. By playing nice, by playing footsie with them, and so can Levin. He needs to reassign that 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 Nazi Tourette's that he has. You know, I think Lewis Black said that about um, Glenn Beck back on the Daily Show back in the old days. He said that Glenn Beck had Nazi Tourette's, and it's I true. I think you're right. Yeah, and and it's always has to do with something that doesn't support his whatever his changing political agenda is because Beck you know he went on record and apologized for for warmongering and, and cheering for the war in Iraq uh, Glenn Beck I want to tell you I was younger than you and I was I was protesting against the war in Iraq in the streets and to this day I have not wavered in my opinion of whether we should have gone into Iraq Maybe you were on cocaine at that point. Maybe you were reeling from the divorce of your first wife at that point and grappling with your faith and, you know, before you settled on Mormonism so you could bang your current wife. Your words, buddy. But I've always been mature enough to know that, you know, attacking a country that didn't attack us was a bad move. You know, I mean, but I guess I'm the Nazi. <laughs> so... Anyway. Zeke Kyle, Kenny. Ugh, I won't even. I won't even. <laughs> so anyway, I, I, I tell you, I'm, I'm feeling... That's what it comes down to. Yeah. They're trying to manipulate history. They're yeah. trying to manipulate they facts are. and actual history. And that pisses me off. Yeah. That's something that really does piss me off. Like I said, it's gone from, it's gone from beyond propaganda to creating an alternate reality, Joe. Yes. Yes. Yep. It's getting even worse than an alternate reality. It's 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 getting into just creating his own reality and force feeding it on everybody. Mm -hmm. See what pups. I mean? Pups. Even the pups know that. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's it, we're in a dangerous. Uh, it's okay. Dangerous situation uh, right now. I think we are too, Joe. Oh, no, I mean, no. Um, and, and I don't, you know, I don't know, know our way out of this one. You know, he, he's um, now he's saying he's he, he's done with Congress. How do you do that? What happens then? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not going to cooperate with Congress. Well, he's not going to give them anything. He's not going to allow anybody to testify. He's not giving them any documents whatsoever. In fact. He's going to ignore Congress and their oversight 
Yeah. Uh, I guess the big problem is, is I don't believe in God. Yes, Ken. It's your fault. <laughs> well, I could have told you that, Ken. I mean, yeah. you know, I've, I've always thought that. I, yeah. Many times I'd be sitting here thinking, boy, if Kenny only believed in God, none of this would have happened. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, but anyway, uh, we, we're going to go to the break. really good point. And yeah. I know we got to go to break. Jesus. Uh, but I do want to say this. I, I'm sorry, I, I, I do want to thank our. Hi, Jesus. I do want to thank our filthy, filthy Wildcats in the chat. Um, mm-hmm. Hello, Wildcats. Hello, Wildcats. That's what I'll call the turnips when they give me really dirty um, adjectives. I'm going to call them Wildcats. You know. Hello, Wildcats. Uh, yeah, they filth this thing up. Jesus. And Heather's like. Heather said, I said, all done. Thanks, you filthy wildcats. And Heather says, I was reading a dirty book earlier. And I said, awesome, Heather. Nice, Heather. Hello, wildcats. Hello, wildcats. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And Joe's going to. I wrote down his entire spaghetti recipe. So I always have it. Oh, great. And then you can put it in your fist whenever you meet him <laughs> and punch him in the face with it balled up in your fist, right? <laughs> when you put on your bunny costume. I'd like to give him a, a canned sauce enema is what I'd like to give him. Pow! Right you to the kisser! You guys are filthy, too. Yeah, true. You're so. dirty and violent. Well, right. Joe, Joe, the violent side of life. Yes. All right. Well, <laughs> I just wanted to say that the the Wildcats are the new Cougars. I like that. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, it's break time. You know what song I have queued up? Just take a wild uh-huh. guess, everybody. After all that. Uh, we we'll go. be we'll be right back with more. Turn up the night. A couple uh-huh. madlibs. Not one, but two. Right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com. Shit off your chest This is what you play when people got you fed up This is what you play when you just don't give a fuck This is what you need when your car breaks down This is what you need when there's traffic all around This is what you need when you just walk in And catch your fiance with your best friend This is what you play when you get laid off And find out that your final check's way off This is what you need when you run out of weed Or your baby mama tripping with your firstborn seed what you need when them ends don't meet this is what you need when you fighting in the street this is what you play when you all the way through this is what you play when you say fuck you fuck this is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air if you ever been stuck or down on your luck throw your motherfucking fingers in the air this is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air if you ever been stuck this is what you play if your boss is a jerk. This is what you play when you on the way to work. 
This is what you need when you come up shoulder Or at the drive-thru when they fuck up your order This is what you play when you waiting in line This is what you play when people wasting your time This is what you need when someone breaks your heart And says me and you we need some time apart This is what you play when you got dirt on your shoulder This is what you play when the police pull you over This is what you need when you just can't stand it Every time you do right they take you for granted This is what you play when we in a recession what you play when politicians don't listen This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you, fuck you This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air I'm me, that's how I'ma do If you don't like it, fuck you, do you If you don't like it, say fuck you too Or some of you might say suck my food This is about being real with yourself Sometimes you gotta say fuck everybody else Sometimes you gotta let people do what they do Sometimes you gotta stop them and say fuck you, fuck you This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Hi, I'm Tim Coromall, host of The Tim Coromall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio. 
Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Washington, D.C. Thank you, Scranton. No thanks to the Macarena. And thank you to the Electric Slide. Welcome back to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly Worldwide. And thank you uh, to Stroking. That's what I be doing. I be Stroking. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's uh, Clarence Carter. Is it Clarence Carter who did that? I know it's on the network. I thought it was Billy Squire. No, that's the stroke. No, that no, stroke me, right, right. stroke me. No, you're right. Um, yeah. And thank you to all of our listeners for not being scared away from my tirade earlier. I'm sorry if I was offensive in any way, but um, I've been feeling. I, I've been. I've been seeing things uh, said about atheists lately. And again, I don't want anybody to conform to my worldview, but I will challenge anybody when they try to tell me that their way is better than our current secular society and our rules and laws that have been in place forever, especially when they're hypocrites about secularism. Because, you know, I'll just give it a simple, simple, you know, uh, analogy, you know, um, the bikini oh that that's secularism folks so donald trump does, does donald trump have a problem against the bikini the, the, the hijab is is conservative the bikini is liberal you know well, so there you is know, there is a great i just want to interrupt here i need yeah. to interrupt here there's a great cartoon out there where there mm-hmm. is a woman in a bikini and there's a woman in a hijab. Yeah. And the woman in the bikini has the little thought bubble saying, I can't believe she would allow people to look at her like that. And the woman in the hijab says the very same thing. Yes, exactly. But they come from very different places, and I don't want to diminish you know, Muslim culture for that. I'm saying but that's a conservative culture. That's conservatism. Puritanism, um, Amish, Mennonite, you know, uh, you know, ankle length skirts, things like that. You know, it was shocking. What, what's that? Um, what's the song? Um, oh, it was in Indiana Jones. It was in the beginning of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, uh, Joe. Uh, it was, um, it has a line. It's the old song where, you know, if you saw a little bit of ankle, it was, um, oh, God almighty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tom Hartman used to play it all the time on his show. Um, Cole Porter, anything goes. Anything goes. Thank you, Cole yes. Porter. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Susan. The Sues. Look at that. The prettiest girl in the Cleveland. Sues. Helping you us. Throw me off with, you throw me off. Would I be stroking? <laughs> I'd be stroking. 
the prettiest girl in Cleveland. I was off on a road. Uh, yeah, Clarence road Clarence Carter did do stroke on. I'm going to put that in the queue yeah, for yeah, after yeah. the show. Yeah. <laughs> he did. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a show about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we did. So, yeah. So we'll have uh, after the show. Uh, Paul queued up. Always look on the bright side of life, and I put Clarence Carter stroke in after that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then af- children do not children should not listen to that yeah and then after clarence carter we have day glow abortion stupid songs <laughs> that's a punk rock band from canada but anyway i i don't mean to be offensive about this it's just i i it, every once in a while i feel like secularism is under attack and people don't even understand what liberalism and secularism has offered this country if you look at saudi arabia for example women can't drive is that liberal no that's conservative you know um you know and and, and i know that the the whole the bikini thing you know i i know that might be unfair and that might be considered sexist or something like that but um to me, I, I, I'm not into body shaming at all, you know, and I'm not into objectifying women in, in that sense. I, I think women should be empowered, you know, f- with their minds and their bodies, whatever, whatever they want. But, you know, uh, uh, secularism has, has brought this country and liberalism, because I think secularism and liberalism are one in one, you know, one in the same. Um, entertainment, music culture art uh you know some of our laws that are are anti-discriminatory when you know you know a women's right a woman's right to choose that it it, it doesn't have a religious component as much as people want to call atheism a religion or secularism a religion it's not it's all inclusive or or they want to smear feminism as as being something bad that is um, an antithesis to uh, equality. It is equality. You know? Oh, Dr. Bear, what's the matter, kitty boy? Are you crying? Oh, oh I'm talking to him now, so he shut up. He got his claw, he got his claw stuck on the cat tree earlier and apparently was screaming. So <laughs> Susan had to rescue him. Uh, but you know, when that happens yeah when i, when uh, I get my finger caught on the catch <laughs> yeah <laughs> or in sharky's mouth um Very sharky's. <laughs> chomp um but uh yeah i can't resist anyway. uh but no i i mean it, it, it's just so offensive to me that you know people keep looking at you know again liberalism secularism feminism as they are detrimental to our society when they are our society well that's because the other side wants to uphold patriarchalism yeah it's really that simple i mean but they still want to enjoy certain aspects of what all of the liberal uh movements in this country have given them they don't want to stop watching movies they don't want to stop listening to rock and roll they don't want to stop watching quality television you know 
the, look yeah. at who they elected. A reality fucking TV star, a womanizing reality TV star. You know? They elected a terrible person. Yeah, and it's it's only like I mean, I know most people look at him as a TV star. I remember him as the asshole from New York. Oh yeah, the, Joe, the guy I know you do too. The dirty perv on the tabloid cover. I remember it too. You know, because uh, the Enquirer was everywhere. All those all those papers were. So anyway, I'm sorry. I've been talking about this too much tonight. Uh, I've just, I, I, I really, I, I just have been feeling beaten down and I lashed out a little bit. I do not want to offend any of our friends who are religious. You know, Ken, if you get a chance, I posted the uh, comic that I was talking about in the mm-hmm. chat room. And I hope oh, yeah. you see it because that's what I've seen it before. About. Yeah, I've seen it before. So, yeah. And to me, that cartoon has always kind of bothered me a little bit because that's not a male god that's covering that's uncovering the woman in the bikini. Uh, if, if you want to look at and say there is a male God that created us like this, she's just, you know, the woman in the bikini is simply showing her natural form that she was given by the creator. The other one is being shamed to cover her other form. So I have a lot of problems with Islam especially with their, their treatment of women but it, it, it's it's patriarchal in just different degrees but yeah i i get that in you know okay that's fair you know but it, I it's to think about that but that's fair but i, I mean i don't think there's nothing there, there's no religion in the united states that i know of especially not a predominant religion that forces women to wear bikinis or else they will be punished in the in the physical or spiritual realm you know okay so so that's where i gotta think about that but okay but um because you know i'm i'm all for a woman to choose what she wears and you know women choose to wear you know as little or as much clothing as men because i mean how many shirtless men do you see on tv and in the movies they're Mm -hmm. all over you know yeah, I mean, it, you know, there's there's a reason why there's there's that the the free the nipple movement for women, you know, there the, you know it's it's, um, you know, this is just one one of many, you know, I mean, there's plenty of naturists. I'm sure Meow Goodness could pro- Meow Goodness could probably come on and talk to us about this sometime, about the discrimination that goes on with you know, hey, any dude out there. You know, even if he's, you know, got, you know, Trump brand Big Mac hoobies hanging down, can run around in the park and kick around a ball. Um, but, you know, a woman can't take her shirt off and tan, you know, in New York, it's different. Women can go topless in New York now. I know, I know, I'm sure there's other states. I think um, Oregon, and even though who wants to go shirtless in Oregon, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Male or man or woman, um, you know. But you know, the one you're th- I think you're thinking of Utah. Oh, Utah, really? <laughs> but anyway, you know. But they're changing laws about body. You know about natural bodies. 
men have breasts, women oh, have breasts. You know, that. it's it's just silly. But anyway, I'm going off on a tangent with that, and we still have Mad Libs to do. I'm sorry. So it's just it, I get wound up on this stuff, and I just can't stop. Um. And my apologies. So anyway, Mad Libs, let's do this. Let's finish them. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad, get Mad Libs. (laughs) Oh, God bless Mad Libs. Okay. So, um, and yeah, and I'm going to say this. I want to read one last comment. Kat says, I know plenty of Muslim Muslim women who uh, wear headscarves, and they don't particularly feel it's forced on them. I've met women like that too. I have. But there are countries where it's mostly theocratic rule that um, it they can be punished if they dress a certain way. Iran. You know? Um, Saudi Arabia. But not the United States. So, and that's what progressive society looks like. If you want to do that and you don't feel forced great go for it but you know anyway i'm i'm just gonna shut up now so here we go all right mad lives we have two let's go ahead and get through these real quick uh rain i need a color please um purple purple are you sure you don't mean wood colored (laughs) (laughs) no i mean uh no i'm kidding you want to get wood color whatever color wood is whatever color wood is uh, Joe, a part of the body. Uh, you know which one's already septum. been used. Okay, septum. <laughs> uh, what did he say? I said, you know which one's already been used, but he said septum. Oh, Joe. Okay. Yeah. What? Uh, septum's good. Nothing. It's it's all good. It's all good. Oh, that that actually works very well in the context. Rain, I need an animal, please. Um, an animal. Oh, wolf. <laughs> um, type of food, Joe. Type of food. Uh, um, castor oil. That's Oof. not a food. <laughs> It'll work. It'll work. Will it work? God, you're really letting him get away with that. <laughs> um, is not a food. I don't know. Why don't you think of one? Once you, it depends do, on who. You okay. Are. All right. Well, we'll. Uh, I'll try. I'll save that for another one because I think we have a type of liquid coming up. I at love some you, point. Joe, but no. Okay. But okay. hey, hey, Joe. Think type of food. Think. Hello, Wildcats. What kind of food? <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Of course. Borscht. <laughs> uh, borscht. Borscht. Okay. Made with castor oil. I'd Ugh. like to see why that guy Wildcat make porch. <laughs> In Mother of Russia, castor oils you. Uh, <laughs> all right, Rain. I need a um, a type of room. Oh, sex. <laughs> you want to you want to elaborate a, 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 a sex dungeon? Okay, let's go with that. Or, or romper room, whatever you want. So, okay. How about we go with mud room? Mud room? Okay. Yeah. Do you guys have a mud? Do you have a mud room? Huh? Do you have a mud room room. in your house? Yeah, we do. 
We just have that little landing off the side of our house. It's muddy, but it ain't a room. Uh, I'll just start, I'll start calling it the mud room though, just for to honor you guys. Leave uh, the mud. Joe, a conservative. A conservative. Yeah. Don McGann. Ooh. Don McGann. Okay. Um, Rain, another room. Another room, and I can't use sex. Um, you you can sex what? You said sex before, but sex what? Because it, it, it doesn't work if it's just sex. So, do you want sex room, sex dungeon, sex corner, sex office? Goes, um, no, sex I want to go with um, the masturbation room. <laughs> the masturbatory, <laughs> the, yes, or the, the masturbatory, the masturbatorium, the masturbatorium. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Oh my god, that's my new band name. The so the masturbatorium. So actually, that's the new name for the White House. I think. Um, he can't reach his penis. <laughs> oh come on, come on. Don't say- Oh man! So uh, get out of my house! Just give him a mirror. <laughs> give him a mirror with a with a telescope. Uh, He's like I'm gonna follow my tie. I'm gonna touch my tie until my tie is done. And oh, my tie ran out. Yeah, he just and shakes his tie in front of a, shakes his tie in front of a fan in front of a fan. Um, at that point, he's like, if my tie ran out and I can't find my mushroom penis, I'm just going to... Oh, come on. Don't oh, oh, oh. say penis, 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 oh, no. penis, oh, penis, no. penis, penis, oh, no. penis, 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 Tim, how'd you get in here? Uh, all right, Joe, I need a type of game. Twister. Hmm. Twister. Twister. Okay, rain, a type of container. Um. Oh, God. A type of container. I just came up with one that's awful, and it's inspired by what... a sperm holder, but go ahead. You you take it, Ken. Well, actually, I... I, I I was thinking cum jug. (laughs) Okay, all right. Sperm so, come jump. Come jump. Because <laughs> our. Uh, all right, Rain, I'll give you the next one. Uh, something round. Um. Oh, God. Something round. Oh, a dildo. Oh, okay. Uh, actually, yeah. that, that works. Um, Joe, a number? 24. It's 24. Forget, forget about it. Uh, rain, another number. Oh, 69? Sure. Uh, Joe, something yeah. something heavy, Joe. <laughs> Castor oil. No, 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 no. I, I put that. We All had right, another. Okay. We had a slot open for type of. We had a slot open for type of liquid. Not a pizza slot. It wasn't a pizza slot, but um, fifty. You said fifty-five gallon drum full of what? Castor oil. No. Pick another liquid. 
no, no. What, did, what, what was the uh, the category? Uh, something, something heavy. Something heavy. Yeah. Um. Well, not my brother. He's not heavy. Um. <laughs> there's something in your garage, isn't there? That one by. Um. Heavy. Uh, uh. An anvil. Anvil. Yeah. All right. And um. Rain, you get the last one. It's a place. It's, I need a place. Okay. Did you drive through any funny towns? No, we took the train. Oh, did you take a train through any funny towns? <laughs> um. Probably slept through oh, a few. God damn it! Funny towns. No, we didn't. I'm just gonna say, a funny place is heaven. Okay. All right. It's a place on earth. In heaven, everything is fine. In heaven, everything is fine. You've got your good things, and I've got mine. It's from Eraserhead. Um, here we go, folks. We have two uh, wildly inappropriate Mad Libs for everybody here tonight. uh, Hello, Wildcats. Thanks for your assistance (laughs) on these tonight uh because that's what i'm calling that's what i'm calling them hello wildcats uh <laughs> uh what to do at recess oh this is going to be so wrong and this is actually kind of fun this is very funny because uh, uh it starts off any purple-blooded american kid because we are kind of a purple country now. We you can't. We we're not really red blooded anymore. We're purple blooded. Any purple blooded American kid likes recess better than pissing in a classroom. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Here are some things to do at recess. Oh man. Oh, Start a game of touch septum ball. Oh. Two. Put a wolf in someone's lunchbox. <laughs> That's a big lunchbox or a tiny wolf, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, this one. Oh, my God. Challenge the school bully to a sharding contest. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, uh, here we go. Start a borscht fight in the middle in, in the school mudroom. Oh my God! Go. Oi, Gewalt. Start really? a start a borscht fight in the school mudroom. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, here we go. Five. Report Don McGann to the principal for sucking in the masturbatorium. <laughs> All right. So again, that is report Don McGann to the principal for sucking in the masturbatorium. Well, because you shouldn't be sucking in the masturbatorium. You only need to be using your hand. Yeah. Um, or maybe a a a, a toy. Um. Okay. Oh my God, this is awful too. Choose up yeah, sides. Yeah. Choose up sides, and have a penis painting tournament. <laughs> Get out of my house! All right. 
Start a strike against the school, demanding more space farts and shorter sphincters. <laughs> I need a shorter sphincter and more space farts. <laughs> oh, I like that. So, um, and lastly, collect money from all the students and buy your favorite rancid teacher a new cheeseburger. There we go, folks. Aw, yeah. come on. You couldn't buy her a new dildo? Um, that Actually, you chose that word for something round on the next one. Um, well. so. <laughs> okay, here we go. Physical education class. Oh, my God. This is going to be bad. Oh, okay. This is going to be bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. This is going to be bad. Okay. All exhausted schools have put physical education, or I'm sorry, all exhausted schools have physical education classes. The teacher is usually the twister coach, and everyone gets a metal cum jug in which to put their pusses when they put on their gym suits. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> First, Does the it marinate until it becomes kimchi. I I think maybe so. Yeah, you might be onto something there. Oh. Oh. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, first, the phys ed teacher makes all the students do cum stained exercises to warm up warm up their holy hand grenades. Oh, oh dear God. I'm going to put on some Price is Right music to try and pep this uh, dark stuff up. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> he, he or she will say, Monkeys on hips. Now everyone do a full dick bend. Peroni's <laughs> disease returns! Oh. A full dick bend, Joe. <laughs> it's it's Peroni's disease. Uh, Peroni's disease. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You will have to hold this shitty position until your gym teacher counts up to 24 or until <laughs> one of the students in the candy cane faints. Then your teacher will make everyone play volley dildo or lift heavy anvils. After what seems like 69 hours, your teacher will make all of the Cheetos run around heaven until they are dripping with castor oil and painting and fucking. <laughs> I'm panting and fucking. Not <laughs> Is it panting or painting? It's panting. It's panting and fucking. <laughs> oh my god. I'll read that one last time. One last time. I'll read that. After what seems like 69 hours, your teacher will make all the Cheetos run around heaven until they are dripping with castor oil and panting and fucking. Oh, wow. That is all, folks. You guys are filthy, filthy animals. Although, I did come up with a cum jug. That's on me. I mean, not an actual cum jug. I just came up with it. It's not on me. Well, you don't know that. This is radio. Well, the so. cum jug could be on you, but sure. you won't Yeah, know. exactly. What? Yeah, you're not going to judge me. I appreciate that. You're not Dennis Prager. Nothing so. wrong with the cum jug. <laughs> that sounds like a. That also might be the next name of my my next band. Hi, <laughs> right, we are cum jug. <laughs> this, 
Yes, and your first album could be There's Nothing Wrong with a Cum Junk. Sure, it could be on my head. <laughs> All right. Oh my God. Oh this yeah. Is the filthiest Mad Libs ever. It was, and you guys did not disappoint. Thank you. Um, <laughs> president asks. Really- president asks, is panting like pantsing? Not quite. So, no. oh, all right. Um, we're we're gonna have to go because the Tim Carmel show is coming up. I think Mr. Hebert uploaded the newest episode. If he did, what can we count on, Joe? What episode number is it? Ah, this is episode five thirteen. It has to do with the uh, all white Easter egg roll at the White White House. It Ooh. was run by yes. Did you know that the Easter egg roll was run by uh, Stephen Miller this year, and he only invited Norwegian blonde kids. <laughs> oh my! So, you, so we're gonna have so the clown car explores the three uh, different uh, contests they had. Hey, uh, what episode number did you say it was? Five thirteen. Oh, he did not upload it. <laughs> all right. Well, give us your parting shot, Joe, and I'll make sure it gets uploaded right now. Well, first of all, uh, you know, uh, uh, Mnuchin said he's not giving the taxes. Trump says nobody's going to testify, and apparently they're going to. And that that uh, Carl Klein that was involved in the uh, the giving those. Uh, illegal uh security clearances mm-hmm. uh refused to re- to uh, appear in front of congress today yes. and they're they're thinking of referring him for contempt now there's two ways this could go okay most contempt of congress if they're vo- if they're, there's a resolution is referred to the u.s attorney for the dc circuit and he has to impanel a grand jury and there has to be a civil proceeding against the person they could go to jail but here's the one I think they haven't used this since 1934. But this is the one I I like. They also have the option of of uh, uh, the person is cited is arrested by the sergeant at arms for the House or Senate, oh. brought to the floor of the chamber, yeah. held to held to answer charges by presiding officer, and then subjected to punishment as the chamber may dictate, usually imprisonment or punishment. Oh, I was hoping you were going to say pantsing in there because uh, you know. President I wish pantsing. Yes. So well, but, no, uh, anyway. none of us, none of us want pantsing really in that scenario. Anyway, it looks like uh, several people are going to be held in contempt uh, of Congress, and I think Mnuchin is next. Oh, so, it uh, couldn't happen to a nicer Bond villain. Oh, I can't stand that man. That he has the mo- He has one of the most smackable, punchable faces. Oh my in the God. world. In that's the where. That's where I, world. I see him. I see him, and I want to put on my Easter Bunny costume. Oh! 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 Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Boy, that would be fun to watch. Oh, that would be. Just give him a little. Uh, <laughs> ow! Oh! Ow! Jeez! <laughs> Yeah. Steve, okay, now watch this. I'm just gonna break the wrist and walk away. Break the wrist, walk away. Jeez. There, you, there you have it. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I love that. I love that scene. It's all oh, it, that. Every Napoleon Dynamite scene is a classic. It's, it's, it's a classic. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. Uh, good news, Joe. I got. Uh, while you were talking about that, I did get the episode 513 of the Tim Carmel show uploaded to roll right after we're done here. Uh, oh, um, roll is all a the- good part because it's about the Easter egg roll. 
Yes, yes, for sure. I want to listen yes. to. I'm excited about that. And um, uh, Rain, what is your parting shot before we uh, go? I don't have any parting shots. I think that um, maybe on Friday we can actually cover what that orange shit gibbon said at the actual Easter egg roll on Monday. Oh, I totally yeah. for yeah. I, I totally wanted to talk about that tonight, but I was just so wound up. Yeah, I know. I'll be a little. I'll be a little more decompressed by Friday, and we can talk about that and talk about how how well he and Melania did uh, mouthing and not mouthing the national anthem too, and covering yes. their heart with their hand or not. And and how and yeah. how you know he talked to the kids about how well <laughs> yes. the um, Wall Street was doing and <laughs> oh my the God. egg farmers and how he never the knows. Eggs are he all never over knows. The yard. So he thinks every building, audience building is a bunch of. He thinks every so, audience is the maggot crowd. I, yeah. So uh, my party shot, I don't got anything. I had a lovely Easter weekend. I didn't celebrate Easter. I spent it up in Harlem, and I saw the most beautiful Harlem ladies' hats ever. Nice. They exist, and they're beautiful. And just to go back to what we were talking about earlier... This is why I don't want to knock people of really real people of faith, because damn, sure. they dress well on Easter. Hey, That's my parting shot. Like I said, I'll talk to y'all on Friday. Keep it personal and don't try and uh, hold anybody back in their own beliefs, and we're all good. Exactly. Um, uh, but anyway, a uh, real quick shout out to Rhett and Link over on uh, uh, Good Mythical Morning. Oh, they yes. were they reviewed some products the other day from Amazon, and one of them happened to be this. Silly day. And I will never smack this on my desk or on a table like Link did. He was violent no. with that yodeling pickle. He hated that yodeling pickle, but he did. you know what? You know what the best one was? The the uh, the Play-Doh shit maker? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, it would, it, would, it would make, you add a mold and you put the Play-Doh in it and you squeezed it and it made it like a piece of uh, dog poop. Yeah, you could you could actually uh, put a little Trump wig on it and have a little Mister Mister Hank me the Christmas POTUS. Now they just did that the other day, right? The other morning, right? Yesterday, I think, or no, Friday, yeah. maybe. I don't know. And Rachel Maddow just had it on her show tonight. She had the poo maker. Poo maker, yes. Oh my God! I guess I need to get yes. one. Maybe I'll get a yeah, second well, one and, and give it away as a gift. Uh, we'll we'll. Uh, so it's a five-star review item on Amazon. So is the yodeling is pickle. So is because the yodeling the, the pickle. Peeing, the peeing little little doll got a one-star review because it yep. didn't pee. It had charts. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Basically, they should have sold it as the Trump shark doll. Uh, but anyway, I just sure. thought that was funny. I was like, oh, my God, they have my yodeling pickle on Good Mythical Morning. First thing I, when I saw that, I said, I, I forgot to, I forgot to, home. I should have sent it to uh, the video to you guys and said, oh, my God, look. So, but well, anyway, I said that, that they had Kenny's pickle. I said, what do you mean by that? <laughs> See? Uh, but anyway, all right. Well, everybody have a great night. Thanks to all of our chatters for hanging out with us. Uh, stick, uh, stick around. And I'm, I'm, again, I'm sorry about my tirade, but I've been, I've been on edge, I've been on edge of late. Um, but I, I definitely want to give a big special thank you to, um, the yodeling, yodeling pickle for sure. 
And uh, I was going to say something else pithy and weird, but now I can't remember what it was. So, fuck it. We'll just uh, wrap up the show. See everybody on Friday. Oh, I remember what it was. Thank you, Punching Easter Bunny. Bye. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Woo! Jeez.